0: Hey guys,
1: brand new podcast. Uh, next week we have pushed our Vancouver shows till April. I think, um, I think that is, I really don't know why, but I'm, I'm sure you probably heard about it before I I'm telling you about it. Um, we still have Portland and Seattle. We have added a third Portland show Tuesday. So, um, if we keep adding shows, I'll just stay in Portland for the entire week. I don't give a shit. We've got Fresno, San Francisco, another night in San Francisco bakersfield and then i'm gonna be in austin for a few days and uh and i will be uh i will be going out I'll, I'll probably be doing spots in austin uh i need to write more i feel like i'm a hack san diego las vegas albuquerque fatherland father oh <laughs> father daughter dance all right uh this is uh i'm a fucking idiot uh today's a great podcast it's with uh, kelsey cook Kelsey and I worked together in Portland. Why, why am I saying work together in Portland? We did one time. That's my fondest memory of Kelsey is we worked together in Portland. I was getting ready for my special. And then we ended up shopping. And it was the first time I ever spent money. Like, meaning like I, I, I felt comfortable spending money. I spent a lot of money at the Nike outlet because I needed I wanted like tracksuits. I bought it was the first time I really like I was getting a good paycheck that weekend. I remember that distinctly. And we went to Adidas. And I bought stuff for the girls, and I bought stuff for Leanne. Leanne still has the shoes I bought for her Adidas. But um, we have a great conversation. We talk. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. We have a great conversation. She has a, I love what she's doing with her career right now because she has taken charge of it. She's do, she got a show called Wrist of Fury, and she has, they did a huge production down at South by Southwest. No, was it South by Southwest? Yeah, it was. that the one in Austin yeah she did a huge production where she had everyone come out it reminds me of when I started uh something's burning and just the 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 go-gettedness of of like fuck it I believe in it I'm gonna make it I'm gonna lean on my comic friends to do it and 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 I promise you Kelsey one day me and Tom will uh will definitely do a wrists of fury with you I think you're gonna love this podcast I hope you have a great I hope you're having a great kickoff to the New Year's. I want to thank everyone in Philly that came out. Um, I'm ready to get back on the road. Uh, I love you guys with all my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, new BirdCast episode. Without further ado, my friend, stand-up comedian, Wrist of Fury host, Kelsey Cook. This
0: is...
1: We stayed in that other place. I, I I have a hard. I had a hard time when we moved into this house because I I was so comfortable at that other house.
0: Yeah. How long were you there?
2: Uh,
1: 2009 to, to, to now. So like 11 years? No, eight nine years. It's a long time. Yeah, 2000. I think it's it's funny because uh, I keep I keep saying I never haven't found a place to sit in this house yet because <laughs> yeah. like it just isn't. It's not totally comfortable to me, and I'm gone all the time. Yeah. Like I've been gone. I was in Serbia for 3 months. I was in Macon for a month. I've been on the road now for 3 months straight. And so and straight like we live on the tour bus for the whole time. So I come home and I feel like uh, it feels nice, but I'm not comfortable here yet.
2: Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. Cuz I forget you do the tour bus thing where you, like wow. there's no even coming back.
1: It's it's funny too when you have people that aren't tour bus people. Yeah. That they, like that they're like like they get on and then they're like, "Oh, this is pretty overwhelming." Yeah. <laughs> like this, so we're just with each other all the time. I'm like, yeah. And um, like it's it really yeah. is like yeah. a like a like a fraternity house because yeah. I think we're going to start bringing women on the road. Like cause I was very adamant against women on the road, not working with me, but in the tour bus. And why? Cuz I couldn't I couldn't protect them to, from anything. Like okay. from, from seeing an errant ass cheek or or <laughs> or a fart or things that like or 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 honestly sexual harassment like i I mean i i I don't know what people say when they're drunk that's a joke that's taken out of context that makes someone feel uncomfortable in uh, their workplace and so so like i just was like i don't and then we brought rosebud baker on with us yeah and we had a fucking blast
0: oh she was she's so great
1: she was and like i literally laid in bed and i'm like you're such a fucking dummy that you haven't done this earlier. Because I've toured with you yeah. and Taylor. Yeah. I, mean, I toured with Taylor exclusively. Yeah. I'm just me and her for like yeah. two years, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It. I feel like it can be a really good dynamic. I mean, you know, I was on the road with Jim Norton for three years and um, did some dates with you and and Rosebud's
1: awesome. She's yeah. a killer. Well, Rosebud and I, we, um, I think I had her on the podcast maybe. Mm-hmm. And, I did. I didn't. Didn't I? Yeah, and um, and then her name came up, and we needed someone, and I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, she's probably the best fit because she's married. So everyone like,
2: right? That does put a little bit of a buffer. I up. mean,
1: everyone on our bus, everyone on our bus is is married. No, well, not everyone. Dave. Well, it's me, Dave. Andrews been with been with his chick forever. Okay. Um, Steve Fury's got a girlfriend jesus has a girlfriend my cameraman john mans does not my okay my tour ma- my tour assistant does not my assistant does not and my driver he yeah. may or he may not who knows <laughs> but he will definitely shoot his shot
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's sliding into some dms he at is, any hour is, of the day <laughs> he is a
1: real he is a fucking fascinating guy and it gets it gets volatile but with rosebud my favorite thing was we were it was, was my birthday so they celebrated they decorated the bus for me Mm -hmm. that night and uh and i they apparently the guy the the guy they got to do it fucked it up they didn't he didn't know what streamers were and they came in and they go we said to the guy streamers and he but you see what he brought and i go what did he bring and then we kept joking no we walked in and it was like a bunch of women yelling at the top of the lungs i said i said streamers not screamers (laughs) and we kept doing that joke in our bunks until We no one would fall asleep and it was, and it was because it was Rosebud and we weren't just farting and getting blackout drunk. We were blackout drunk, but
2: (laughs) yeah, but yeah,
1: I don't, uh, I don't, what's uh, are you, how, how heavily are you touring right now?
2: It's a ton. So I got an agent for the first time, um, over the summer and he has booked me so solidly. I mean, it's going into like deep 2022 now, which is, so exciting, it's kind of my first it real tour as a good, headliner. It? It's
1: so nice. It feels so nice to know you will be working.
2: Like, we spend so much of those years coming up being like, I have no idea w- when the next gig is or how much money I'm gonna make this year. Even touring with Norton, there would be times where he would take some time off.
1: That's the most, that's the scariest thing is when <laughs> your headliner it's takes some time off and you're like, cool. It's it's, yeah. it's interesting because you rely so heavily on those people yeah, th- to, to pay your rent. Uh, uh, candidly, to be Truly. like, you're like, you're, that's my paycheck is you t- touring. That when they take time off, it's the best thing for you because you go, oh, that's right. I need to be that person.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Takes,
1: not a lot of people recognize
3: that.
2: You have to be thinking beyond what is happening right then. I would be hauling a suitcase. I could I could fit in. Full of merch down the stairs in the subway to then get to his place and then go on tour dates. Like I was doing everything I could to make as much money as I could with him. So that if there were times where he took time off, I could be okay. But it's still nerve wracking. How did you meet Jim? So he had tweeted that he was coming to L.A. to promote his special. And he asked what podcasts should he do? And I had a different podcast than Self-Helpless at the time. And listeners of that was called Cooked. It's not even up anymore, but it was just like a few years of me interviewing comics. And so listeners of that started tweeting at me, like, I'll try and get him on, try and get him on. And I was like, I don't want to be suckling at the teat. You know, there's a billion other comics that are asking him right now. And I'd never met him. But I was sitting at my day job I hated here in L.A. I'd moved to L.A. maybe four months before that. I was working just like receptionist shitty job. And... I finally was like I have have literally nothing to lose so I sent him an email and then he responded within I think an hour and at the time I I told my uh, my husband at the time I was like this is fake right like if I go to this hotel room and get my head chopped off and (laughs) body in a ravine and uh, I ended up going and it was great and I knew that he had had like Amy Schumer open for him in the past and stuff and I just said if you ever need an opener let me know. And I did one weekend with him that went well. And then I went back to my day job. And I think a week or two later, his manager sent me the rest of the tour dates for that year. And uh, I just like cried at my receptionist desk. Cause I was like, holy shit. So he really uh, changed my life. I mean, he made it possible for me to do comedy full time. Wow. So it was from a tweet.
1: You know, it's so funny that Jim's a nice guy. I know. Cause, like, <laughs> I don't think people realize that.
2: No,
0: yeah.
1: I think because of him on air, and he's like a ball buster. Mm-hmm. He's the quickest. He is one of the quickest comedy minds. I, I really think he m- is one of the quickest comedy minds in, in the business. And He's so good on radio, but, but he's very distant. Like, he's very like, he's yeah. not like a jovial. He is, though. He yeah. is. Yeah. But it's why that's so interesting. Because like you think of Bobby Kelly and you're like, oh, come here, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. But you don't think of the same with Jim, but Jim's best friends with Bobby. And yeah. And like.
2: Yeah, one of—I mean, like you said—the fastest minds I've ever seen. Yeah, it was so fun to watch him for three years because every night—I no- mean, he's always doing new shit. Watching how he would handle hecklers was just—I mean—masterful. He's just the best at it.
1: It's funny because you learn so much. I always say, I always say, you learn—you learn more what not to do sometimes working with a headliner. Right. It's so easy to see their flaws. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> it's so easy to go. I' am not going to be doing that. That <laughs> that did not was not received well.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and then just- and then sometimes it's like the things you like about them. You go well. I don't want to be the same as them, but you, but but you do learn. It's amazing how much they inform you. I wonder if you could you could catch. I wonder if like if you look at the headliner and the opener. Yeah, you can see. I, I should watch. I haven't watched Verzi special in a while. I wish you watched Paul Verzi special and see how with what, burr? and see what what hints of burr you have in there. Yeah, because there was a guy Tommy Johning in the open for me one time. Oh, Tommy's so great. Yeah, yeah. he's great. And he goes, I don't watch, I don't watch uh, the headliner. And I was like, why? And he goes, because I start doing the headliner. Oh. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. I just, it's like, I don't want any, I don't want to get, I don't want anything to rub off. And I was like, I don't think that you're gonna run into that problem with me, Tommy. <laughs> You, you do material, right? Like I rip my shirt off and drink on stage. I think, I think you're safe.
2: Picturing Tommy just nipples out. Yeah, but I you, could, you could
1: catch I mean, I mean this respectfully. Yeah. But you could catch hints of Dane and anyone that worked at this at the For sure. Laugh factories. You can you could catch and then you could catch um I mean I remember very candidly seeing um hints of Tom of Todd Glass in Daniel Tosh. Really, I, and I'm just little things. I would have little, never
2: thought that, but yeah,
1: yeah. Like with, with with someone like Todd Glass, it's not. He's such a personality that yeah. if you spend it's it's like Ian Bag. If you spend too much time with Ian Bag, you start talking like Ian Bag.
2: Because it's like being with a cartoon. Yeah, like you're just doing an impression of something that you're seeing all the time. That is not a typical human. Yeah, because <laughs> they're so funny and unique.
1: Todd's fucking fascinating. <laughs> amazing how many fascinating people we have in this business that like that really (laughs) that that you go i can't believe i know that person. and then but they never really show like when they come to my house or see meet my kids they never get it like who was here the other night and they were like he was here oh well that was a bad bad example that's it was tony hawk it was tony hawk wouldn't (laughs) my daughter's like tony hawk was at our house and i was like yeah and they're like, well, "Why didn't you come get us?" And I was like, "Cause you guys are always dead inside." Like I'm always like, "Hey, this is Dave Attell," and they're like, "Cool." I'm like, "No, you don't understand. That's you don't know my, who this that's is. That's my Tony Hawk." <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, your daughters must have.
1: You, you know most. my daughters.
2: I do. We did yeah. stand up doing makeup where they painted our faces.
1: That was a fucking <laughs> shit show. <laughs>
2: that was a shit show. That's still on YouTube. I haven't done that series for years, but really, that video still people love it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's interesting. It's interesting that makeup tutorials were such a huge thing, or oh, they still are.
2: They still are, yeah. And they're
1: mostly, they're mostly done by gay men, right? I
2: wouldn't say mostly, but there is a large um, community of gay men that are doing uh, makeup tutorials. But TikTok is insane. I mean, it's just there's so much makeup shit out there now.
1: Do you watch? Can you watch that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody's for you page gets so curated that I will see. What do you mean, for shit you, like page? that? on TikTok? So like what you're
1: I don't follow TikTok.
2: You're not on TikTok?
1: No, uh I I have obviously I have people posting for me on TikTok. Right. Um, I am more a story person. So I want to follow your story in life. Okay. So I'm not uh, and I and I can get very addicted to TikTok the the little trends. Yeah. Uh, no one's coming for you. There's no one's gonna wake you up and get you out of bed, I, I, like. Uh, <laughs> oh my
2: god, I've, had, I've heard that audio so many. What's times. the one? What's the one yeah.
1: that? Um, 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 boom, 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 dun, 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 boom, chicka, dum, 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 <laughs> dum. Uh, oh. ask me if my oh. divorce b- b- ask me b- if i'm <laughs> getting through my divorce okay i'm not done, 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 done. Do i want to kill myself yeah. i do hey, the, my favorite one i saw the other day was uh boom and chicka and she's like uh people always ask about our age difference and and then
2: i saw that one yeah
1: and, and she, he returns texts dun, dun, and you're like wow he returns texts you got burned Hard by a guy who didn't reply back to text,
2: and your bar has been lowered so steeply. But I
1: get, I get, I I can get into that. Mm -hmm. What's the one? Um, the one now is uh, that everyone does. uh, Oh, with the head bobbing. Yeah. Well, I saw the first head bob video. (laughs) So I saw the I saw the very first head bob bob video. The very very first person to ever do it. It was fucking four dudes on a ski lift. I saw the very very first person to do it. I the very first person. I'm. I get angry because I'm what. So I. This is actually a big bone of contention with me because I don't, as a man who bases himself on originality, that my words, the words coming out of my mouth are are what my intention is. I want you to hear my words. That's so important to me that to see someone lip sync someone else's words, I get offended. (laughs) I get fucking, I get. (laughs) <laughs> it makes me my skin crawl, and that's a lot of what right. TikTok is: is right. people re, vo- lip syncing other people's words.
2: Well, they're comedy too. That's what's been so interesting is to watch. Here's like, the deal: I okay. don't,
1: I don't mind, I don't mind if I see a Joe Coy bit, and okay. it's a little girl doing it. I don't mind that. Okay, I, I don't. I have no problem with that. What I don't like is, I'm they they say I'm not for everybody. <laughs> I ain't for everybody. Get your ass out of my face. And th- you're like, what is that? Like, what the fuck is that? And then I go, is that racist? You're lip syncing a black person's? I- what I just did is kind of racist. When you do a black person's voice, but you can do it in a lip sync? I am mean, like, it's just, uh, I-, I didn't want to work a nine to five. So I started my own business. Now I'm working 24 and- seven. And then it's a guy hosing down rocks. And You're like you're a fucking moron anyway. What the
0: fuck is this? He was hosing yeah.
1: down rocks this morning, and I get <laughs> I get fucking. There's a woman I follow.
2: <laughs> I
1: don't want to say her name because her husband's famous.
2: Oh, okay. Her,
1: and and she and I'm, I don't even want to like allude to her. Okay, people are fucking good.
2: I know. Well, I immediately was like, who could this? be? I'm going to show
1: you who she is. I okay. wonder if you follow her. Okay. Um, I have some thoughts. But 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 I I. So, so that is what TikTok is for me. Okay, is I'm following, um, I'm following people's, uh, people trying to be famous, which I don't mind, right. but they're not going about it in a very original way. Yeah, they're like they're trying to be famous. It, it it kind of breaks my heart when you see someone blow up on tip TikTok for lip syncing, and then, and then they go, oh, this is my shot this is my shot. I just lip sync some, I just lip sync a Donald Trump thing and now I'm going to take my shot. Yeah. You know, and, or, 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 and you're just like, that's not what this. Yeah. It's so far off what, from why I got into the entertainment business. Right. That I, it makes me very sad (laughs) for them because you, and then sometimes you'll like, I saw this, I saw this woman today and it's, she's gorgeous. I'm going to pull up the chick that I'm talking about.
2: By the way, are your daughters on TikTok?
1: No. Will you let them? So no, so they're so I fucking ran I don't know how I raised, I did not raise like, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but like um uh, uh the words <laughs> that's coming to my mind is bad. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: I didn't feel like I know what you're about to slut say. Slut celebrating. <laughs> I was just gonna say sluts. <laughs>
1: it's like like women that are like like the, their looks are the thing they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're that like there was the woman, one thing. There was a woman today yeah. that I that I, I saw and she was she was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, absolutely yeah. G- stunning. Yeah. And she had this video of, of herself with one of the songs that everyone's playing. And, and she's like, duh. And she's in the car and it looks like a pretty nice car. And her husband's fiddling with his phone. And apparently her comments got swarmed. And then her response now that now she has changed the caption of this video, which was going out to dinner or whatever. Um to uh to uh i'm guys i'm tired of commenting on what my husband's doing with his phone <laughs> it's like all anyone saw was this fucking dork her husband's a dork and he's like trying to plug his phone in he's a he's what he is is he's a wealthy guy who doesn't know how to dress himself and his wife bought him cool clothes and he wears them, but he doesn't know how to wear them and he's like and they're in an suv and i saw a baby in the back so they she's got a baby in the back when we had kids you never once <laughs> didn't weren't like how's everyone doing back there what's going on back there and she's just lost lost fully in this.
2: yeah in her own world doing the the transitions and stuff
1: fucking lo- see that i love that it just pops up on this woman so <laughs> when i say i like stories and I, I couldn't really articulate yeah there's a woman her name is chloe valentine toscano do you know who she is
2: i don't think so oh I if i saw her maybe her. I,
1: I, you would not you would not. She has two thousand followers. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm one of them. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Who, if not, not one, not one person that I know is following her. Yeah. Thank you. She follows Amy Schumer and Whitney Cummings. Chloe. To, Chloe.
2: uh she's gonna get a lot more followers now that you're talking about it. Chloe her,
1: injured her arm in a Vespa accident in like 2009. Okay. And lost feeling from below her elbow. And she's a right. Paralympic swimmer. She's an amazing writer. She writes for Wired. She writes for Salon. And she's been doing all of this with one, with technically with one arm. Right. And then she got to the point where she said, I'm done with this fucking arm. It gets in my way. I, it bothers me. I don't know what she's, I don't know what her exact reasons. Wow. I'm not going to put words. And she had it cut off.
2: Oh my God.
1: And I I was texting with her this morning. I love a story i love to follow her story i love to get to know people yeah i like to become fans i remember i've said this so much it's obnoxious but i love to become a fan of something Yeah, like there's there's certain things that when you tell me a story that i tether to and i and i never forget right yeah like um and so i found her she wrote an article uh wrote an article and it came up my news feed um i'm gonna go watch uh house of gucci and then i'm cutting my left arm off read that read that holy read...
0: shit
1: she's awesome tuesday i'll be seeing house of gucci with my best friend <laughs> wednesday i'll be starting my staring at my ceiling and thursday i'll be having my left arm cut off around 3 p.m Oh my god! it's a great writer i mean like what it's a... just, it's good it's great... yeah like the, so i read that and i went immediately i read that and i went i like her writing like I, it, you, you drew me in yeah i'll be watching house of gucci with my best friend staring at my ceiling and then i'm getting my arm cut off around 3 p.m and so, um, so she just got her arm cut off and, and, you know. Oh
2: my God. Yeah. Would you do that? You think uh, so, if you're in her position so if you couldn't a, feel?
1: It's a very interesting question. And, and this is why I'm drawn to her story and I haven't forgot the other one. Hey, type up, go in, Can you log into my Instagram so that you can just, because my Instagrammer is who I follow.
2: Cause by the way, isn't that. Like ideal for a guy with a whole sleeper thing with jerking off. No, <laughs> that you that's can so feel funny. like somebody else is. Whitney doing
1: said it? the same fucking thing today. Really? Yeah. Whitney said was it, she said the opposite. But that is immediately immediately that's where her brain went was. uh No, 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 not mine. I'm sorry. Get get out of mine. I'm sorry. Um, Whitney made a joke because I texted Whitney. I was like, I was like, hey, have you have you know this? Chick? Have you yeah. You should check her out. I think you. And Whitney goes, why? Because she has one arm? Went, no. Like, fuck no. And Whitney's so, Whitney, all of Whitney's texts are like this. Huh? What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Huh? What? No. What? Huh? What? That's how Whitney texts. And so, okay, this is the person I want you to pull up, okay?
2: And well, this is a chick well, that you this don't- this is the opposite.
1: So this is the opposite. Okay, which is just okay? vanity. So, so Chloe- is obviously she's a storyteller. She's a writer, so she wants you to know her story, right? She, and that's who I am. Is I'm a storyteller, and I want you to know my story. I want to tell my story. I, that's I like. I like that. Yes. Yeah. And this woman, all she does go to go to her go to go up, scroll to the top again, go to her uh, reels. Reels are where you. All she does is lip sync, like st- sitting in the car with attitude, and it's just lip syncing.
2: It. I feel like it's given. Women a loophole for like instead of just posting a hot selfie, if it's a day where you're like, ooh, I did my makeup, my hair looks good today, but like I can't just oh keep God. posting selfies. You're right. This is a new way
1: you're to. Brilliant. Thanks. That's why I only hang out with comics. That's why I only fuck with comics. You know, I show this to Land just goes, don't watch it. I go, no, I'm, I'm not really upset. I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of what the fuck's going on in our society. <laughs> right. Because i like i I wouldn't let my I wouldn't let my daughters I was a little strict about this, and it was stupid. I wouldn't let them say sayings that were things people were tweeting like i'm I'm here for this, you wouldn't let them uh-uh, say it uh-uh. I said you think your own words very very, very, very That's a fucking that's sacrilege in my house we you,
2: start the fucking trends you, in this house you, you do
1: yeah you start <laughs> we, don't follow uh, the we don't follow a fucking trend if you have something you want to say. You say it, and, and yeah. let me tell you something. Fucking Georgia Chrysler is an amazing fucking writer, and she doesn't sit around all day and, and repeat things. And and Leanne was like, but they're just kids. And I was like, no, I got it. I got it. But when I was a kid, the yeah. guy doing the Ace Ventura impression was a fucking moron.
2: Yeah, for like, sure. And,
1: and we looked at him, and we were like, he's not funny. He's saying the thing that we saw in a movie that was funny. Yeah. He's not fucking funny. Yeah. And that's and that's the weird thing. And so, so for me now to get back to Chloe, okay. So I had surgery on my left arm.
2: Okay, right? so right. I ru-
1: ruptured ruptured all the tendons in the left arm, and my tricep retracted, and so they had to have emergency surgery on my arm. How did this happen? Doing my movie.
2: Oh Christ! I remember yeah. seeing pictures. Yeah, yeah being yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what happened, but
1: so I get out of surgery, and I'm kind of out of it, and I get home. And they say they put a nerve block in, and they're like, "Just so you know, um, it should be, you, you should get feeling back in your arm in about three hours, maybe six hours, three to six hours. It can go as long as forty-eight hours, but if it goes long, if it goes to, if it starts, if it, it's not back in like, in like twenty-four hours, call us." Yeah. Twelve hours later, I still don't have feeling in my arm. Now they said it was going to be back in three to six. I'm expecting three, and I don't have feeling in my arm, and it's it's heavy as fuck. And it's wow. and okay. and I, and it's starting to freak me out. Yeah. And so I get into my room. Uh, this is still the day of surgery, you know. Yeah. And or d- that evening, and I'm in my lazy boy, and I wake up in my lazy boy, and my arm has fallen behind the couch.
2: And you didn't know. And
1: I didn't know, <sighs> and and now I can't get it up because I have no me, I have no feeling in it, and so I c- I can't use it. I can't get anything up, and so I. Get Leanne, Leanne helps me get my arm back up to the, on the cow, on the arm. And I said, I'm done with this. I need to get feeling back in. And I start going, move your fingers. And I couldn't move my fingers. And it made me crazy. It made me crazy, like fucking crazy. Now, typing Gabe, Gabe One-Armed Archer. So I had met this guy, Gabe, Mm -hmm. on Go Big Show. Gabriel One-Armed Archer, go to his website. Not just, that's a go big show clip. So Gabe, Gabriel, uh, injured his arm in a motorcycle accident and he decided to cut it off. And so, and I said, I don't know, man. See see that arm on the The right? right? So I said, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do that. And he goes, well, you've never had a limb that doesn't work. He's like, trust me. You want to cut it off, and I said, "Really?" And He goes, "Yeah. It's just—it actually makes life easier." I'm putting words into Gabe's mouth. He should tell his own story. Obviously, he's an amazing archer. He uses—he only has Ooh. one arm, you but him using his mouth. Yeah, he uses his mouth to pull wow. back the, the the um. I bet he brushes his teeth religiously. He's like, I really count on these things, <laughs> and so I'm not gonna need these. <laughs> and so he um, but I busted his balls the whole time. I busted his balls from so a comic, hmm. and I like. And and he was cool about it. And we the whole series, he was on for a while. We j- we joked and I made jokes about his arm and him just having one arm. Yeah. And uh and then when I was sitting in that fucking thing, all I could think about was Gabe and him going, Trust me, man, you do not want a dead limb. He was like, it's just he's like, I, I, I it just like he said he had, I think he got like like it, it would it burnt one time, like it was on something that was hot and he couldn't feel it. Oh shit and he's like now you're risking infection. And I sat in that thing. I didn't get feeling back in my arm until like six in the morning. This is now it's like almost, you know, 18 hours. And when I started getting feeling, but when, when it wasn't there, I literally was like, cut it off. I would never, I could not go through life with a dead arm.
2: That quickly you were like, yeah, I would. Oh,
1: I immediately understood <laughs> everything Gabe said to me. So yeah. when I see this article with Chloe wrote, I went, oh, wow, you've lived. And by the way, she's a, like an para olympian swimmer, so yeah. I, I see that and I'm like, oh fuck yeah! Like, um, and then I go, I want to know more about her story. So that's why I like Instagram, is as I opposed follow because TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is just and it's so addictive.
2: It's my new favorite TV show. It's just TikTok. It's better. It's
1: so better than TV, isn't it?
2: Well, it feeds that ADHD because suddenly getting watching fifty minute long clips in this short span of time and then trying to sit down and watch even like a 30 minute episode of TV suddenly feels so long. I mean, it's ruining our brains.
1: It's just, it it's just right.
2: sugar for our brains, but I can't stop.
1: Do, what do you, how do you think it'll affect, you know, like it'll, it'll, how do you think it'll change us? Cause I feel like everything's getting into like, do you think people were nicer before Twitter? In real, like, in, in just baseline human niceness across the board.
2: Yeah, I do. Because I think a platform like Twitter made other people go, oh, I have an opportunity to bitch about stuff anonymously. I mean, people can make whatever handle they want, not yeah. put their picture up. Where, And I think it gives people a sense of community to shit on something together.
1: Yeah, it's very seldom do you find... Except with Korean boy bands, you don't yeah. see, find people celebrating much.
2: <laughs> with Korean, yeah.
1: Korean boy sure. bands, man, they've got it made on Twitter.
2: I That is all I see all the time.
1: Paulson, is it getting hotter in here?
2: It is hot you Can you, here, can you turn the AC
1: the heat yeah. off? Um, By the K- way. Casey K- Knox, a, a vlogger. Okay. And he is the reason I got into changing my, the way I ran my business. Really? This one guy, yeah. Well, him and this guy, Ben Brown, Mister Ben Brown.
0: He looks
2: like Sean Penn.
1: He's a good-looking guy. He's a, and Casey Neistat's six foot. He's a big guy, and you wouldn't think that by what looking, he's a big guy and he's very muscular, oh, very athletic. Okay. Um. So yeah, he because you you took control of your career. Yeah. When yeah. when did that happen for you?
2: Um, toward the end of touring with Jim is when I did. The Tonight Show and This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central and then I tried to take those two TV credits and then get my own road stuff after that. So I knew once that last tour of the gym ended that it was kind of time for me to start doing my own thing and um, but I think especially this past year when things shut down I went really hard on content. I tried to just put out as many videos as I could. I started cutting up stand-up clips from my old album and one of them ended up getting like 14.6 million views on TikTok and it got me like 200,000 new followers in a month or something crazy. Really? And so I started to just do what I could on my own. And then that's actually how my agent found me was through, he'd been following me on Instagram and that's for I have had a manager for a few years and I'd always kind of be like, Hey, like any any interest from agents and they're like eh, i mean we're like putting feelers out but nobody's really going for it and i was like what why isn't this happening but i just started to do shit on my own and then i'm so happy that that is how it happened is that he sought me out because yeah. then you feel like they actually are oh they yeah invested. That's, when
1: they want to work with you you're like nice nice
2: that's always preferable yeah <laughs> oh
1: yeah as opposed to being signed because and they're like, "We well, want you to meet your new touring agent. And you're like, hey man, so I've been booking a lot of stuff on my own. And they're yeah. like, uh-huh, uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. Yeah, so trying to do more stuff online, putting crowd work clips up and stuff like that, and then just with Self-Helpless, with Rissa Fury, the reason I was um, thinking about your, you're talking about your injury, I was like, fuck, that would have been a great time to have you and Tom on, like if I could have gotten you on oh, with him and his cast and you and I your love cast. The, I love
1: the way your brain works. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs>
2: just like
1: tom works two, one side and i work one side. Yeah, yeah yeah handicapable capable. <laughs> by the way when you are handicapped you start going you start being very sensitive to things <laughs> that are like like it's like it's funny that once you have like a like an injury and you're re- rehabbing yeah. it you are hyper aware to everything really like, yeah and by the way halston you open this door it is hot as fucking shit in here it, um, it is a, a so, sauna. but do you can you pinpoint what your inspiration to to take control was
3: Uh, Was
1: there a moment of frustration? What what happened? I mean, I'm sure you probably don't want to talk about your divorce. But like, what was... Like, that had to be something pivotal. I always thought... Because I I, I saw you on one path for a period. Mm -hmm. And you watch... It's funny. You you watch people. And you kind of go, I hope they figure it out. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And then... Did you think that of me? Yeah, 100%. Because Taylor... (laughs) Taylor's, I mean, I don't, I don't know how the right way to say this without it sounding. Taylor's fucking bizarre. Like she is a bizarre right. individual. <laughs> she is, singularly obsessed with stand up comedy. Like yes. she is. She is someone that is is can be very passionate about things. Where where and 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 I think Taylor, um, I. I don't know if she's. I'm trying to think of who she's like. That it was one of my friends, mm-hmm. but like. I knew from the second I met Taylor, she is going to succeed. Yeah. Come hell or high water. Yeah. Um, and then and when and when I worked with you, I was like, she's a bit like me where you go, oh, she's very talented, but there's a lot, there can be a lot of distractions in this and th- yeah. that, that could pull her away from it. Yeah. And you're like, and I, I was like, she's smart enough to be near Taylor. Cause you like, I mean like Rogan, <laughs> Rogan is like Taylor. Taylor's like Rogan. Right. Like they're fucking, they're going to succeed. Right. And if you get near them, then you can learn or you can figure things out the way they're doing it and you can right. see what's working or not. But like me and you are very similar where we we are distractible. And and, and when, when you got divorced, I went, I, I don't mean to say that you got divorced and then I saw things happen, but it's all of a sudden you were like, I was like, oh, she's waking up every morning <laughs> thinking, what do I need to do today?
2: Yeah. I don't, It's hard to say distractible i think i i i am passionate about so many things stand-up has always been my first passion but it was it's like i love foosball so much and i wanted yeah. to have something happening with foosball and then taylor and delaney and i started the podcast and that was this it was like the octopus thing there were all these legs yeah. but i liked all of them
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i liked the makeup stuff i was doing stand-up doing makeup and you know and i was in a serious relationship and so but I thought that was a good thing, and I still think that being well-rounded and having other interests is a good thing. Because um, the way I'm touring right now, we called it the Hustler Tour, because every city I go to, I find bars in that city that have foosball tables, and I hustle people after the show.
1: Yeah, I think it's. Well, I think it's to watch your focus now, and look, I don't, I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I knew your. Your did you? You did get married, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think I knew your ex-husband. Okay. Yeah. I, I, th- I think I might have met him before. But I didn't know him, Maybe. know him. Yeah. Like I wasn't, like I, I knew you very well. Yeah. Compared to knowing him. It takes a special person to be married to someone who allows themselves to succeed.
2: Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think me being married or in that relationship was um, holding me back in my career at all.
1: I don't think, I mean, um, you were working.
2: I was working. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've always been very driven and focused on stuff. But there is a different level of if you go from being in a relationship and living with somebody where maybe like 5 p.m. rolls around and you both become each other's vices of oh, let's just throw on
1: Netflix. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then there goes the rest of the night. I, yeah. And it's important to it is important to do shit like that. I've had to work harder on not working all the time and letting myself just do shit like that.
1: Yeah. But it's so healthy when you. Oh my God, I'm so broken. I was just about to go so healthy when you don't. Like I am, like I am, like to be married to me is is you almost you gotta and I mean this respectfully, but you gotta not love me a little bit because I love myself so much that that like I I just focus on Bert. It's really I have a really hard time buying presents for people because <laughs>
2: you walk into the store and you're like i
1: go what do i want this is what <laughs> i wanted yeah. to get the girls canadian goose down jackets right and then and, you got yourself and Then i just got i was like i oh, fuck them like i don't because i start going kids. i go i don't know what they're gonna like i'm gonna get the wrong yeah. thing and then they're gonna like it and then they're gonna be like why did you spend so much money on this yeah. and then i'm like all right i'll just get myself one yeah. i was like Because i know what i like <laughs> i'm gonna buy awesome. presents for people and it's yeah. the things i want like i, I, I was like i was like. I bought the girls each owl houses.
0: Mm-hmm. Owl houses? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: A horrible gift. I'm obsessed with owls.
2: Oh my God. And they were like,
1: But they saw it so clearly. They're like, so we each get our own owl? And I go, well, hopefully we'll get them in the backyard and then we'll hear owls all night. Wouldn't that be cool? And they're like, it would be cool if you were obsessed with owls. And I was like, I am obsessed with owls. And they're like, yeah, dad. But this, we aren't. <laughs> we aren't. And then they go, and I like goes, I'm obsessed with hawks. And I went, oh, that's right. You are. She was like, you thought about yourself and got us each a gift for yourself. Oh. But we have owls here now.
2: <laughs> do we they do. like them? Are they I, into
1: it? <laughs> let me tell you, last night George May Chrysler had her front her both her her and her sister had her with their windows open and they were listening to the owls. We have owls in all our trees. And they That's just all night cool. long. Just, <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking badass
2: people play manufactured versions of that to fall asleep that's so cool you have the real thing
1: uh, dude uh, it's, it's the greatest uh, <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world yeah and i got it from them <laughs> and me <laughs> i cried when i heard the owls i cried i was in my front yard so last night and i started crying i went i got owls like like it goes back to what we were saying it's like you
2: hogwarts know, up in here.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm,
2: <laughs> you hogwarts in, to your home. I'm the happiest I've ever
1: been. <laughs> yeah. I wish I lived here. I leave tomorrow.
2: Isn't that crazy? It's like you get to a point where you're having so much so much success that you've built this life that you want, and yet you have to maintain the work which takes you away from it.
1: It's what's fascinating about that. I was on Instagram today mm-hmm. and I was, and you get caught in the threads, like the TikTokable threads. Right. The reels. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. reels. And I thought, I wonder if Mm -hmm. I didn't love my job so much, would I love my wife as much?
2: Oh, do you think part of why you, and I don't know what your guys' dynamic is, but do you like the fact that you guys are not around each other every second of the day?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love, I'm, I'm, I love that I, I like being surrounded by dudes. Like, I love being in a fraternity. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And so I love that. I love the feeling. I, we cleaned out my tour bus yesterday. It's in front yeah. of my sister. My, it's in front of our old house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I got all my guys there. And, yeah. And, and then Leanne shows up, and she just bust balls, and, and it's, it's fucking great. And then yeah. she's like, you're a fucking pig. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we tried to organize the bus. We, yeah. And... I love when I get back on the bus, like our bus will be pick me up tomorrow and then we'll go back out on tour. Yeah. And I love, I love it because I'm getting the best of both worlds. But if I woke up and like had to sell something, I don't know what, I don't know what I do for a living, but like, yeah. Sell something. If I came home, I don't know if I'd be as happy. And I think I would find things that didn't make me happy. Yeah. I I find morbid thoughts sometimes like morbid thoughts. And I, and i want to turn them into comedy yeah. right but like so when when i i'm i was thinking about this this morning because i was thinking about you getting divorced and i thought yeah. and i thought i wonder how many divorces are people not happy with themselves yeah and and not it's not really the partner so much
2: absolutely that's a there's a book called mating in captivity um by esther perel that is amazing and one of the things in it it talks about when relationships get into a rut a lot of the times you have to ask yourself am i bored with this relationship or am i just bored of me of who i am in this relationship of who i've become in it and uh yeah i think so especially he and i started dating when we were so young i was 22 Um, He was 24, maybe almost 25. And to make it through your 20s together is a huge feat because I feel like you are changing more rapidly in your 20s than maybe any other time. So to get through all that together so much. um, But I do think by the end of it, maybe we just felt like, uh, you know, we were in different places and all of that. But we're so lucky that we're still friends. We're still on good terms. It's like really all you can hope for
1: in really? a situation like that. Yeah, I, was, I burned every relationship to the ground. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Suffice to say, if Leanne leaves me, I will be starting a fucking campaign to destroy her. <laughs> I will be like, guys, we need to team up. <laughs> Fuck this woman. She hurt me. Don't you like me? She hurt me. How can you like someone that hurt me? I I like I I think about I actually think about cities i would move to if, if it Leanne, didn't work if out left me really she'd have to let leave me and it was funny you'd, always, we, you'd well, always stay we talk, tom and i made a joke about this the other day yeah it's gonna i'm i do not know how it's gonna be received but tom was like why would she leave you would you cheat on her and i said no i'd never cheat on her i would hit her before i cheat on her and Tom <laughs> oh goes, tom goes
0: God.
1: we couldn't stop laughing at Sound the fact clip. that i would hit my wife before i cheat <laughs> on her that would be the only reason she'd leave me is i hit her so <laughs> oh God. so uh oh, but i I look at cities that I would go to that I know she'd never go to. Yeah. You know, so that yeah. I could never see her again. Because yeah. if, if she left me, I couldn't live in L.A.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I'd be gone. L.A. is dead to me. She's LA's not gone. leaving here. Yeah. Could never go to Georgia. Couldn't be in Atlanta. She'd be there. Couldn't go to Florida. She'll be there with the girls to see my parents. Yeah. Um, Couldn't go. There's a lot of places. And I was like, New Orleans. She'll never go to New Orleans. She has no fucking <laughs> love for that city. She'll go to Savannah. She'll go to Charleston. Yeah. She'll go to all the cool places because she's a moron. I was like <laughs> fucking Alaska. I could go to Fairbanks, Alaska.
2: I could see you in Alaska.
1: I could I mean, be in Alaska. I could see that. I, I'm not a manly enough, and I have a problem with bugs. <laughs> yeah. And during the summer, That's you tough. just breathe in bugs.
2: Oh fuck that. Where could no you? Way.
1: Where could you live other than LA? Like when everyone started bailing, did you ever think? Mm-hmm. What about me?
2: Yeah, Washington.
1: Really? Yeah. Are you from Washington?
2: Mm-hmm. You and I had talked about that. I think in Vegas. I remember what we were doing there? I think I had shows in one place. You had shows in another place uh but yeah i I've never loved living in l a It just felt like a necessary step to take, and I'm so mm. happy I have. but i I have no connection to here as a city. I was yeah. just talking about with somebody yesterday it the whole city feels like a we work where you come in and you do the shit you need to do, but you're not like you're not like, this is my home, at least for me. Yeah. I don't feel a sense of home here.
1: I don't feel a sense of home in los angeles i mean yeah. I, I understand i've lived here yeah for 20 years 24 22 years
2: yeah have you been to Erewhon by the way What's this Arowan? fancy it's it's whole foods on crack it is the ritziest grocery store ever Mm-mm. okay um you're i just ruined everything for you because you're gonna go and then you're never gonna shop anywhere else really yeah you you have to go what there's one not um I'll tell you afterward. There's one that's near here, but
1: okay. God, you're good. I would have just been like, "Oh, it's two blocks from here," and yeah. then I, I would have told everyone where I lived.
2: Oh, I'm so yeah. privacy shit with like stalkers and creep. I'm always thinking of that stuff. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I tried to pull my tour bus up to this house, and the guy goes, "Hey, you're fucking mind." And right. I was like, "Oh, that's right. I pulled up to my old house. They already know I lived there." <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Okay. So Erwan. we pulled in and it's like you can valet your car for the grocery store but basically you have to take a parking ticket to park in the grocery store parking lot and this is the shit one of my friends told me this she used to live in LA and then she left she said living in LA is like being on a treadmill that's always set a little too fast
1: that's a really good statement
2: like you never can just quite do the thing that's comfortable because you should be able to just go into a grocery store parking lot and granted there are ones here that are like that but do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, why is this? Why is this like this?
1: It's funny when we lived in our old house. Mm-hmm. I had a bigger sense of community. Yeah. Like I felt like I lived there because yeah. because everyone. It was. It's interesting. Everyone was in roughly the same tax bracket. Yeah. That lived in that neighborhood, and we all walked that neighborhood. Everyone walked their dogs at the same time, and everyone knew each other, and all our kids went to the same school, and. And everyone walked their kids to school. And yeah. so I felt more like I had a, a a community when I lived at my old house. I don't know not that I don't now because yeah. we're still friends with all those people. Yeah. But not like uh not like but I wonder if I'm one of those people that I'm like my sense of community is comedy. Like my like
2: And that's enough for you though? Like you don't feel like you need it in your city? No, too? no,
1: I have I have I don't know. This is now that I'm thinking how broken I am.
2: Where are you from originally? Tampa. Okay. So in Tampa, with the sports and everything, there is a city pride and that feeling of community. Uh,
1: there wasn't when I was growing up. Civic pride. I'm, oh, you, okay. You're tapping into something I'm obsessed with. Okay. Because I didn't have civic pride growing up. Okay. Because Tampa, we had the Bucks and they sucked. So no okay. one wanted to stand behind the Bucks. It was like, <laughs> okay. and, and, and then we didn't have baseball, we didn't have hockey. Okay. And so civic pride showed up when I went to college. When I went to college, we got the Devil Rays. Yes. And then- and then all of a sudden the lightning showed up. And I was already in New York doing stand up when civic pride was a thing. Okay. And then we won the Super Bowl. And then Tampa turned into what it is today. What it is today. Yeah. Where people I mean, the, the 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 civic pride that was in Tampa was an old boy uh, network. Yeah. Like an old country boy network or an old Cuban network. Okay. That was what I when and we weren't tethered to either of those. My parents were from New York and uh and Philadelphia. So yeah. My dad, we knew those people. My dad would work with some of those people, but we weren't a part of those, the people who grew up in Tampa.
2: Okay. And so,
1: so yeah, I didn't, I don't feel like I had, I have civic pride with Tallahassee. Like that was the first place I went where I was like, that's really funny you say this because I'm, I'm obsessed with civic pride right now. Yeah. The first time I went to to a Florida State game, I, um, I, hadn't i was like i remember my dad was like it's gonna be so cool and i was like whatever i was like in my head i was like it's, I, it's the same as a high school football game right and it's, it's not so different you get there and they started doing the tomahawk chant and i yeah. had never done a chant i'd never i'd never been in a group of people and did the same thing everyone else did and it reminded me of the first time i saw the wave I was at Buck Stadium and they did the wave. I remember seeing it, yes. and my dad was like, "Oh, you're gonna fucking love this," and <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I was like, oh. like I'm not fucking getting up," and I was like, "Dad, come on!" Like I was, I was so yeah. into it. And I, when they threw the spear into the center of this, this in the center of the football field, yeah, I started crying. I was a freshman. I was like 18, and I started sobbing. And I was I like, "I love how I was,
2: like easily you cry." Oh, like,
1: nowadays, I've been crying on stage lately. The, uh, what? well, it's fucking, I'm, I gotta try to work this story out. And so <laughs> you had to tell
2: me that no. for why? Just cause you're so like overcome I, with how amazing it is. I have, I have,
1: I have, I have, a very, I have, um, I think it's called survivor's remorse. Oh, okay. Um, so like, I, I, you know, I, when you knew me, when we started working together, I was getting ready for secret time. Right.
2: You had, y- Yes. I mean, you were starting to do that on stage, but I don't know.
1: No, but that that was a special when we, we the the first oh, time I we see. worked together. Yes, I was. And- I, I had you giving me notes for secret time.
0: Yes, mm-hmm.
1: and so so before secret time, that, when you knew me, then I was selling tickets in clubs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so before that, I wasn't. So like, I had I you know, I, it's one of the things that really bums me out that you that isn't it's not um thought of much in our industry right is i worked at travel channel uh i, I was a good stand-up and i, I wasn't focused on it because i was doing travel channel stuff mm-hmm. and and then when i got fired from travel channel and i was supposed to be on this funnier die tour and all those dates got pulled um and i wasn't selling any tickets it's the time i found casey neistat i um i i was a loser in stand-up and so when you're a loser in stand-up what do you mean like i was a i was a loser my career was over i was never going to be anything i'd had my opportunities nothing mm-hmm. had popped it wasn't gonna pop It doesn't like i mean there's people that go it doesn't pop for a 44 year old man like why would it why should it and so there oh. are people there are people i'll say I'll, I'll tell you their names i'll tell you their names uh but they would they would look over you. They would look over your shoulder when you talk to them at the comedy store. Oh. And then and then if, if someone feeling. someone who had some heat walked over, they wouldn't even say goodbye. They would just walk away from you. Oh. And so that's that's a real thing that happens in our business. And there are more yeah. people at the comedy store and at the improv and at maybe not the laugh factory. I don't know. I don't never I've never I've formed the laugh factory like three times. And, I feel and, like
2: you would be there more. I feel like that's... No,
1: I did not like that interview. No? No. Oh, interesting. And so, um, I feel like there are more people that identify with that in our business yeah. That I than identify with being the person that walks in and people leave you for. Yes. Being Sarah Silverman. So, I remember distinctly, I was talking to someone, uh, please believe his name, and... And I, we were, I thought we were having a good conversation. Now, this is this is very important. I think any comic hears this. But like, when you feel like you're not up here in comedy, you're yeah. down here, even though you've been doing it a long time, you, you just haven't popped. When you get an... Uh, this sounds fucking super sad. But when you have an opportunity to talk to someone who's up here, yeah. it makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. It reminds you that you're all in the same place. Yes. And when that person... Their eyes change, and they just walk away from you and go to someone that's hot. It makes you feel like you're way down here, and yeah. I had, and I had one night that I realized I realized that's where I am. That's who I am. That's where I am. I remember uh, I, I've told this before, but I remember I was still shirtless. That happened, <laughs> and I walked outside to make myself feel better. To walk outside and uh, and uh, there was a comic who had a. Who had the car? We were just been shopping for cars. Yeah, he had the car that was in the showroom. That I said no I like that shit. one, and and I was like, and the guy goes, it's like two hundred forty thousand dollars, and I was like, holy fuck! I was like, who spends two hundred forty thousand dollars on a car? And he was, and this comic had that car. Bleep all these out. If by the way, if you fuck up and don't bleep any of these out, this is the best episode of podcasting ever. <laughs> but but please bleep these out. And that person had a girl with him that was the one of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life, and they were ignoring her. And I was like, whoa. Oh, and now God. I got that, and I see that, and I have a moment where I go, where I go, this, um, this is who I am, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I, I can give up or I can buckle down and yeah. try to make things better. In my head, it wasn't like I want to be a, a superstar. In my head, I was like, I just want to make sure I can, I can be this guy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool with this guy. I've never been the cool guy at the comedy club. I never wear leather jackets. I'm not a hot, flashy car guy. I'm not that guy. I mean, I'm sure people can find pictures of me trying to be that guy, but I'm not. <laughs> that's not who I am. Yeah. And then I was like, I, can, I just need to be a guy that does this good enough that I can afford that house, and I can keep this, and then I can put the girls through school. Yeah. And then that, and so. So when it, so when I had an opportunity to do theaters and do bigger theaters and now do arenas, um, when I do an arena, I I, I definitely, I cry when I walk on stage. And I cry when I exit stage. People don't see it. They, like, they, but you can see it. They just think it's sweat. I just cried. I just, I don't know what the fuck. I think they think think I'm having a stroke. (laughs) I cried. I did the Celebrity Theater in Arizona and I walked out on stage and it, and I, I, I started crying and, I, and then I cried on stage. I, I, but it's not like, it's not like I'm. You're it, not there's, yeah are not There's just a, like quiet like, tears. Yeah, quiet tears of like, like when I was at Florida State, the, I performed at, I performed at the place that I, I mean, this is, so so. suffice to say, I'm not saying that someone who's not had success their whole career, they don't get it. But when you have success your whole career, you go, yeah, of course, I'm supposed, this is the trajectory. Right. I'm supposed to be in arenas. That's right. how this works. It happened for Sebastian it happened for Bill it happened for Joe it happened for Tom it happened for Bert it's now my turn that's how some people think and that's okay I wish I had that energy I love to be that person
0: right? but
1: I'm not I'm the guy yeah. who you walked past at the club I'll never I'll never not be that guy and so and by the yeah. way a lot of my friends are those guys yeah and and <laughs> and I so I think about those guys that's why I think about I don't identify with uh, I don't identify with uh, people who feel like they belong there. I identify with people who feel like this is their last chance getting an opportunity to do this. 100%.
2: Right? And I feel like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm always, and I think it's because, like we said, those first several years, at least, of stand-up, you're living so week to week. And even once I started touring with Jim, when he would take a break or anything like that, you go right back to that mentality. So it hasn't been until now having an actual tour set up for myself that I've been able to take a breath a little bit because I can see tour dates booked a year in advance and I can go, okay.
0: Oh,
1: see, not everyone gets, not everyone gets that joy. See, I think that's the fun part of our business. Yeah. is that I know I identify with that. More yeah. than anything. Yeah. Because I had two kids. Yeah. I remember the first time that happened. Yeah. I remember I remember getting my offers, getting offered. That's like fucking crazy. Before that, it's, it's hey, we need someone to fill in at the Miami Improv. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm on a plane. And then Leanne's like, what about Georgia's ballet concert? And you're like, I, I, I got to pay the bills.
2: Well, yeah. You were talking about that you almost need somebody to, what did you say? Not love you all the time? Because yeah. you have to be selfish to do this
1: it's it's so selfish and and you know very few people get to uh, tether their dream to their job their dream
2: what we do is fucking magical that we get to do this there are times that i get emotional too on the road where i might not cry but i'll like get back in my hotel room and be like i just gotta tell jokes to a crowd of people who paid to come out who maybe have been listening to the podcast for years and come say nice things after the show. And then I gotta go play foosball, my other favorite thing in the world, and take cash from drunk dudes. And now I'm in a hotel. It's just like, this is a dream. This is so nice.
1: So, a Girl pointed <laughs> that out to me one time. He said, You know, the opportunity we have mm-hmm. to go out and do a show and then have people wanna say that they liked us. He goes, You know, people would pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get that feeling. He yeah. just gets celebrated by someone, yeah. And it, you know, and obviously there's a lot. There is the Seth Rogen effect where Seth Rogen has had great, great, great success, and he's got money, and yeah. people adore him. Yeah. And he, part of that tax that you get is you get the haters. Jonah Hill's made me laugh harder than anyone else in the world.
2: Oh, that's Jonah a good Hill's one. made me laugh so good. That yeah. dude's
1: got a fucking. He has got a a direct line into my brain. <laughs> Cause he fucking taps into the thing that I cry. But Seth Rogen's right up there. Yeah. The, the, this is the end or the end whatever it was yeah that this was, is the end. Danny McBride. Mm-hmm. Those guys are fucking. James Franco, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that like they're not friends anymore. Right. You know. I mean, I don't. I don't know enough about all that shit. I don't right. know if there still are. I don't. But we're like, so I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to shit on someone. But like, we that's the tax we get. I know. I right. know. I know the tax. Right. I, I, I fucking see it online. <laughs> I, I, right. it's funny I, I i guess i changed my twitter i don't have really have twitter anymore mm-hmm. i don't have it on my phone so if i want to use it i gotta go to a computer okay it was uh that's an ari shafir hack is the
2: flip phone
1: he he's all flip phones by the way <laughs> and like he i think he went back to an iphone and he's like this is horrible i'm addicted
2: <laughs> i was just impressed that he even did that for a stretch of time to only have a flip phone
1: well i I wouldn't say it's the wisest thing if you're trying to build a career.
2: No, absolutely not, (laughs) absolutely not. not No, but I mean for your for your mental health for For sure, but not for your career. Ari definitely
1: has put mental health in front of his career one (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah, like he literally. I think this career is a is a a way to a a means to an end for him. Oh, I I see. I think he loves comedy, and that's the only thing he can do. Right. Other than I think he'd be a great I think he'd be a great director. I think you I think oh, he'd be yeah. a great director, a great producer. Yeah. I think there's so many more things he can do in this business. He's a great comic, but I think all of that was just so that he gets to go live in Ecuador for six months. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. If you've been listening to this show, then you known for a while that you've probably heard us talk about our favorite mattress in the entire house, our Helix mattress. It's in Leanne's bedroom. I say Leanne's bedroom because that's where she goes when I snore or when she gets COVID. Uh I am super excited. <laughs> to tell you that helix has left the bedroom oh yeah? oh yeah i wish you were on mic to be able to charm in they are started making sofas they just launched a new company called all form and they are making the best sofas in the fucking game i will tell you right now i would i wish i, I waiting on oh it hadn't showed up yet no. oh so you know about this yes, oh my do. god we're for, for it. it's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores you can pick your fabric your strain your color your legs of your sofa the size of your sofa the shape of your sofa all the stuff to make it perfect for your home they've got armchairs, love seats all the way up to eight seat sectionals are you fucking kidding me these are going to be do you realize we could have just gotten isla one of these because she sleeps on couches anyway and just put this in a room and then she could use that as a bed because if helix is making in it if Helix is making this, you know this is sleepworthy. You and you know it's gonna be one of the best sleeps you've also ever had in your entire life. All form sofas are delivered directly to your home with fast and free shipping. Right now you can buy a sofa from a traditional retailer. It would take you, it would take you forever. Cause we tried doing that. And with what's going on, it takes months. Months to arrive. And you could you're gonna have to assemble it in your house. All form takes a few weeks to arrive in the mail, and you can assemble it. In just a few minutes in your home, no tools. I am envisioning because I know how e- how easy the Helix was to set up. Trust me, this is going to be the most comfortable, no tools needed setup you've ever had in your entire life. And they also have a forever warranty, literally forever. To find your po- perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash Burt. That is allform.com slash Burt. And Allform is offering 20% off all orders. For our listeners at allform.com slash Burt. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. And this month, I am here to discuss some of the stigmas around mental health. I had a really hard, hard time getting help um, with therapy. I did. Because I had a bunch of things. like It's not that bad. Like, I don't need to go to therapy. It's not that bad. Well, Here's one thing you need to know. You shouldn't have to wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy. That isn't true. Therapy can be a tool to utilize to get you in a better place before they get that bad. Am I right? Did I say that right? Many people think therapy is for so-called crazy people. I know for a fact that was implanted in my brain when I was a kid. That is not true. As a matter of fact, only crazy people I know don't go to therapy. All the well-rounded people I know go to therapy. All humans have emotions, and we got to learn how to control them and not avoid them. We've also been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life. Well, that is just wrong. Take care, of, take care of our bodies, we go to the gym, you brush your teeth, you take showers. These are all things that you should be focusing on just like your mind. Your mind's a muscle, your mind's a part of your body, should be taking care of your mind just like you take all the care of other parts of your body. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours Halston is using BetterHelp. Did you know that? Yeah, well maybe I wasn't supposed to say that. He'll edit it out if I wasn't. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy and Bert Cast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/burt. That's better h e l p com burt. This career is my end. Like this is my my end yeah. is being on a tour bus. My end is Getting on stage. You're doing it right now.
2: Well, in talking about being selfish, you were asking what changed and if the divorce changed how I felt about my career or the focus. And I do think that we'd have to try and find that balance of having a life outside of comedy, which you and I are saying we're not as good at. So we want to work all the time. But getting divorced a week before COVID and then moving into.
1: You got divorced a week before COVID?
2: One week before COVID. We moved into our own places, like right as the city completely shut down. And you can shut so, that
1: door now. As we don't have to hear the uh the fucking construction, construction. going on. So wait, you so you get your own you get your own place.
2: Yeah, got our own places. So I, I went from living with somebody for eight years to then living alone in a studio. During a global pandemic, when everything is completely shut down, there's no. Sometimes I think people go, oh, "If I ever get divorced, I'm I'm going to Vegas, or I'm going to go spend some time with my family, or or I'm going to like throw myself into my work." None of the usual options. Whoa. Were there? It was just you can do anything, but that's when I did start to turn more toward like what can I do in this situation work wise, and that's why I started putting out more clips making more things because there was no more vice. Cause I do think we can use relationships as you can get codependent. You can be like, well I could work. I could write some new jokes or we could just watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And that sounds better.
1: Louis, his standup got way better when he got divorced. Right. So I think you wake up and it's you. Yeah. And you go, Okay. Like if I got divorced, I mean if I got divorced, if I drink myself to a bottom of fucking, I'd be out. Yeah, I'd be out. Yeah. Just so, just so we're clear, if anything ever happens to Leanne, I definitely didn't do it, <laughs> but I will be drinking myself to a, the bottom of a bottle. Um, yeah. But I I I would I would assume maybe if I was a healthier person that I would I would just be at the club all fucking night every night. Yeah. And just be when can I get on stage again?
2: Yeah. Just wanted to run new bits
1: just yeah or work through this divorce
2: (laughs) well exactly that was
1: did you have a lot of material about the divorce Mm -hmm. yeah really
2: yeah I ended up shooting a special with epics in like July of 2020 so a few months in they did a series of half hours and they shot it outside and my managers were like you might as well I mean Mm -hmm. if people see it great if not then you yeah but go it's a little money and then you have clips for uh for social media and it was my first time I think I had gotten to try the new divorce jokes like two times before then on weird outdoor shows like from the butt of a pickup truck sort of shit and then I told them in a special after like two other times of getting to say them out loud but I couldn't I didn't want to go up there and only and just keep pretending like I was in my relationship yeah so I I tried a bunch of new stuff and um, it's, yeah, I've been really having a good time doing the divorce stuff on the road.
1: That's crazy. Has there anything, has there been anything that your ex has been like, Hey, can you maybe not?
2: No, we, and we actually, uh, is your ex a comedian? uh, Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We would tell each other um, sometimes when we would have like a new joke about the divorce, just because that was what we used to do anyway. We would just run bits by each other. And so, uh there's what I tell on stage now, because when he and I were hanging out one time after the divorce, it's such a weird transition to go from being married and being each other's people romantically for eight years into trying to just be friends. And so when uh, we were hanging out, he fist bumped me at one point And I was like, I, honestly, I would rather have you fist me <laughs> like that would feel less physically uncomfortable Than what you just put me through with a fist bump. (laughs) So like running stuff like that by him was fun because yeah, we could talk about it.
1: Wow, did you did you did you ever think you would get divorced when you got married? Because no one gets. Do people get married and go, this is going to end?
2: I don't think anybody does it thinking they're going to get divorced because that would not. Well, I can't speak for everybody, I guess. Yeah. But um, our wedding day was amazing it was absolutely one of the best days of my life it's there are very few occasions it's like your wedding and your funeral where everybody that you love is there but your funeral you're not around for
1: it i was thinking about doing a funeral for myself on my 50th (laughs) throw a funeral party
2: that'd be fun yeah
1: yeah and then and then that open casket and i I lay in the casket Uh the whole time and I just listen to people talk about me.
2: People come like pour a shot of Tito's on your tits or something and just no, like. No,
1: I'm in the casket, right? Okay. And we go open casket. Okay. And everyone walks by the casket and tells me how much they love me. <laughs> this is a brilliant idea. It's so, really
0: not a bad idea at so all. So we're,
1: we're, our, our friends are all turning 50 at the same time. Yeah. Roughly within eight, no, like 13 days, everyone turns 50. Okay. And so we're like, how do we, what do we want to do? And, and one, one, some, one person this was the fucking dumbest. I, so one of our friends was like, I want to go. I want to go biking through the Swiss Alps. And we're like, and by the way, I had heard. I had heard Oliver Hudson and Kate Hudson had told me one of their best family memories ever was biking through the Swiss Alps with their family wow and yeah well their mom was fucking goldie, goldie Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. Be was my like,
2: favorite memory too yeah.
1: shit <laughs> but like, i, mean, I would have loved it also yeah. and like it was great they let us drink wine and we had a great time and so i went yeah. that is awesome and then it very quickly digressed and i was like i was like sandy I, you don't look like i know you you don't ride yeah. a bike right like <laughs> why and she goes oh no it's electric bikes i go so you want to take electric bikes to the swiss alps she's like yeah there's no bike riding involved we just ride electric bikes from bar to bar and just bar hop to the swiss alps and i was like Okay, that's not what I'm into. Like, <laughs> I want to get motorcycles. Let's make it fucking fun. Like, I'm not going to just go 35 miles per hour up hills. Like, yeah. so. and so <laughs> then a bird scooter. Our other friend wants to go to Hawaii, which I'm really into. I love Hawaii. Love Favorite it. place in the world. Yeah. And I said, I want to throw a funeral for myself last night. But I get shot down so quickly when I have ideas these days. <laughs> fucking Leanne's like, that's done. That's stupid. And But now that I say it, I am in an open casket. Okay, I'm shirtless. I'm in what I want to be buried in. So it's it's basically a dry run for my real funeral. It's a dress rehearsal. Dress rehearsal. And by the way, they don't throw funerals for anyone anymore. Like my friend killed himself, and we didn't get a funeral for him, and we didn't get anything for him. It kind of bummed me out. So, um, so and I thought there would be a funeral. I was like, not excited for the funeral, but I was like, like I want to celebrate. Yeah, I want to celebrate his life. So everyone comes up and they say what they think about me. Mm -hmm. I get to hear it.
2: your face right now you look like it's christmas morning yeah thank you and then
1: it. um and then everyone sits we do this at the church yeah there'll be drinking yeah and everyone sits down and then i have all my speakers for my funeral come up and talk about me and i and i'll get like all because i know the list i want uh i want tom Is yeah. he's gonna i think tom's gonna close it out okay uh i want rogan to speak because he, he'll be great he'll say some fucking amazing instagramable shit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh <laughs> like fucking the perseverance discipline or none of these attributes Bert had <laughs> <laughs> yeah. however he did have that yeah. mickey mantle gene place goes fucking nuts right uh i, I want leanne to talk mm-hmm. because but i i know because i know leanne and if she gets into it she will start crying right i'm in the casket the whole time i mean no i'll be sobbing um
2: <laughs> and you think everybody should have to say how they think you died
1: I think what I do is I decide how I died. I then tell the speakers to allude to it. And at the end, for a cash prize, you have to guess how I died. Oh, this is like a murder mystery. This is a fucking brilliant idea.
2: It is like murder mystery.
1: It's like a murder mystery. I like this. Oh, it's a murder mystery. Of of you. Of how Bert died.
2: You should make it elaborate. Like how you died, it should be elaborate. Like Clue with the candlestick and this, this everything. This
1: is fucking genius. I hire eight actors <laughs> to sit into my funeral. Okay. You get to decide how they killed me. Oh, this is so much fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is great. Also, it's going to make people, I think, very grateful to have you in their lives because they're going to picture what it's like to lose you don't get too comfortable is this is you know this
1: it don't get too
2: Lil Wayne. <laughs> that's
1: the fucking that's the fucking mon, motto of this don't get too comfortable mm-hmm. you're gonna miss the fuck out of this
3: guy
0: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> oh this is a genius fucking idea i'm into it it all started with two bird houses
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: i love this idea and so
2: yeah if your death doesn't involve the owls that's a missed opportunity
1: yeah Ooh, done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is such a great. There's this has got to be a thing already. Type in 50th birthday funeral.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Google's like, what? You send happening?
1: invites to everyone. You're like, I'd like to invite you to my funeral.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: burke Chrysler's dying. By the way, this is the most narcissistic thing anyone's
3: ever thought Without
2: of. Without <laughs> a doubt, you want your friends to come through and tell you what they love about you. I mean, it it absolutely lines up.
3: Is this
2: funeral theme, fiftieth birthday party? It's got it.
1: has got to be fiftieth. There's got. When's be your birthday? Th- November third. So I got. I gotta...
2: Shut up. So it's that close to Halloween. Yeah. Because I was thinking, because this is such like a morbid, yeah. thing. I was like, "Oh, it should be kind of a Halloween vibe," and it turns out it's actually because you could make it a Halloween party. Do time. you know what
1: I should do? Because hmm? Leanne didn't get a fiftieth birthday; she had it over COVID. Oh, Okay. I should, on my fiftieth birthday, I should throw a party for Leanne. I started oh. thinking about being selfless. I'm not very selfless. <laughs> <laughs> and and I but it's started... interesting
2: that you know that because a lot of people who are selfish. Are in denial of it, or just are completely oblivious?
1: I was watching uh, Taylor Swift's SNL performance mm-hmm. of what? What's the
3: song? Uh, a Taylor Swift song on SNL? The twelve-minute song, yeah, fifteen-minute yeah. song. She sang a twelve-minute song on SNL. Yeah, like fifteen minutes, like the
1: whole thing. And and, and then and they just and they just didn't do sketches.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole show.
1: <laughs> By the way, I'm cool with that. Also um uh all too well all too all well, too well right? i what watched was... that this morning mm-hmm. randomly because someone on instagram said uh, every now and then i watch this all too well and i think i need one of these suits. and then i was like wait i was like taylor swift's in a catsuit and i was like i'll check that out <laughs> oh, and then i watched the all too well yeah and it's basically a story of a i don't know i didn't watch the things, thing so i don't know but all I noticed is that there's this guy who's self-involved. Right. And he's ignoring this beautiful woman. Yeah. And I went, oh fuck. I wonder if I do that. Oh. No, I was like, definitely. But I was like that. I go, I need to do some things for my wife that are like out of the blue. Yeah. She's she's always so like, like, let's go clean your tour bus. Let's do your laundry. Let's let's do something for you. This morning she was like <laughs> She goes. She was like, "Come work out with me today." And I was like, "I have a podcast." She goes, "Come work out with me tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I was like, I don't. Know if I, I, I have a trainer that comes here." I was like, "I am just gonna work out here." And she was like, "No, I want you to come. I want. I want you to be with me." And like, yeah, it was like the way she was doing it was so, so selfless. Like, come on, let's, let's yeah. And I was just like, I was just no, 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 no. I was like, I'm gonna get back on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then and then I was like, I need to do something selfless for her. She always does selfless shit for me. Yeah, I think my. Can I tell you the only way I can really connect with people is by feeding them.
2: Yeah, that's like your love language. Yeah, do you cook? I bake sometimes. I don't do a lot of cooking. How, what do
1: you eat? Do you okay. worry about your weight?
2: Mmm. I I did like you know gain the freshman twenty, freshman fifteen in college, but that was kind
1: of the extent of. Uh, oh my god i can't wait to see my daughter georgia fat (laughs) i'm gonna love her so much more when she's my favorite time when i and by the way this can be in the podcast i just never can let my daughter do this okay my favorite time with isla was when she was fat oh she was isla broke both her arms at one time
2: oh my god isla she got a haircut
1: my like I don't know. I like my daughters better when they're failing. Cause like she got this horrible, like 45-year-old woman haircut. Like, like, you know, in the like and
2: like soccer mom?
1: Worse. It was worse. Oh. It was so bad that when she first got it, she cried. And then we had to go to a place to fix it. Oh. And then she, they kind of fixed it. And she was like, How does it look? And she was overweight and her teeth were all jacked up. And we were like, You are a fucking mess. And she had two broken arms. And it was oh. like, and we're like, she couldn't even comb it. It was fucking, it was, a, Oh my god! she broke one of her arms and then she broke the other arm. Like, like it was an overlapping week or something.
3: I think. Jesus. Oh Do you remember that? Yeah. That was before. No, but I, I've heard about stories about her having broken arms, but I remember I, I gave her stuck. two cake pops. I could not stop laughing. She couldn't get them in her mouth. Oh, and she was like, You're funny dad. Torture.
1: <laughs> and Can we were outside Starbucks pop. and I, I mean, it must've been a horrible parent because I bought her two. I bought her one and she couldn't get it in. And then she switched it to the other arm and she couldn't get it in. Oh, and then no. she had two. I maybe I'm not remembering that right. Um, but but anyway, I uh I wait. you, you're waiting I'm sorry. I talked about George. I go in no, it's okay. So freshman fifteen.
2: Freshman fifteen. Love to my... see a picture of that. Oh God, they're so unflattering. Just the roundest face on the planet. My high school boyfriend and I kind of followed each other to colleges that were what college. About I went to Willamette University my freshman year and then I transferred to Washington State University for the rest of it. But so we were in Oregon and uh, we broke up halfway through freshman year because of course, because that's always what happens. And uh, I started working at the cafeteria's bakery and I would just taste test everything that came out of the oven. And then at one point I ate an entire loaf of sandwich bread, like sliced Sandwich bread in one sitting, and I thought I was gonna have to go to the hospital because I thought my stomach was gonna explode. <laughs> I was in so much physical pain. So that was like a bad. It was a bad year, and I gained some weight then. But um, then I lost it, and so I went vegan for the past year and a half. And okay, so here's what's crazy I was about this. Right now. Okay, how old is Isla? Fifteen. Okay, so let me tell you some things. So I went vegan for a year and a half. I felt great for the first maybe year. I felt good. I felt like I had a lot of energy. And then I started to feel worse. I started to feel more low energy. I felt really confused on what I and what sounded good to eat because my options became really limited.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I started going to an acupuncturist. And two different ones I saw without knowing anything about my background would take my pulse, check my pulse points. And both of them at different times were like, Are you vegan? And I was like, Yeah. How? And they're like, Yeah, we can tell. Because your pulse is really weak. It's really strained. Uh, They said we tried to, And again, maybe I'm going to get a bunch of blowback from people on the internet. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just telling you what they told me. They said that for women who have not gone through menopause yet, you're losing iron every month. And you're not getting enough of it. That's what they said. Anyway, I brought meat back and I feel amazing. feel so much better.
1: It's interesting. Isla Isla picked veganism because she has migraines yeah and she was trying to get rid of her migraines i don't think she looks healthier as a matter of fact i think she looks pretty unhealthy interesting um but she enjoys it and and i'm such a fucking hands-off when it comes to what my daughter's bodies look like yeah and because when isla started gaining weight she was in like fifth grade i think yeah and she broke her arms and she wasn't allowed to do go out into the um into the yard to play, so she spent a lot of time in the library, which is ironic because she's dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I was very quick to not say anything to. I didn't want any. I didn't. I was like, I'm not gonna say a word. And yeah. even Georgia, who Georgia is in fantastic shape. I mean, she works out with my trainer, and she is deadlifting as much as I was deadlifting. I'm injured. I'm just, but she's like in amazing shape. How old is she? Seventeen.
2: She oh is, she's
1: she's playing lacrosse and she came in the other day she goes i bodied two girls today and i was like really and she goes dad i am fucking really good at lacrosse and i went really she's never played and she's like i fucking love it and i was like amazing playing her senior year never played and she's obsessed with it and i was like god damn it i wish you failed this year stay another year yeah get isla into fucking lacrosse because i look at bodies motherfuckers <laughs> but um but do you so what do you do when you work out
2: so I've played sports my whole life and I feel like it's harder to then transition to being a gym person because it's just not it's not exciting for me. Like I want it to there to be an actual game happening yeah. and something to take my mind off of the fact that I'm working out. So um I was in some rec volleyball leagues for a while. My stepmom has access to
1: very small wrists.
2: Oh, I do, which is um like the fact that I play foosball competitively is weird, right? Because that's all wrist. Yeah. But um, like, yeah, I've never, I've small. never
1: thought of you as a small featured person, but oh, like I'm interesting. looking at your ankles right now and they're very small as well.
2: My ankles and wrists are, yeah, pretty, pretty small. Like,
1: I'm And I'm short. I'm only 5'4". I spend, I spend a lot of my time seeing how big my wrist is. Isn't
2: Why that is that?
1: Because I, because this watch got tight on me all of a sudden.
2: Oh, weird. And I was like,
1: well, I think when I, when I lost size in my arm. Oh, Okay. Um I couldn't you were you I had to take a watch off and then all of a sudden I put it on and all my watches were loose. I was like, oh, oh wow. And now it's getting tight, but I think it's from lifting weights. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so what do you do to exercise? What like what I what's...
2: do I I lift weights, I run stairs.
1: Um can't you play basketball? Yeah. You're yeah. Like pretty good at basketball.
2: Thanks. Yeah. So I my stepmom um has access to her school's gym. And that to me is also heaven is to get to go into an empty Beautiful gym and just shoot hoops by myself, like without trying to compete for you know.
1: It's amazing the court with anybody yeah. else.
2: You can just go shoot. Oh. It's
1: amazing. Can I tell you what? Uh, what one of my favorite things, and I, I didn't realize this until recently. I remembered it. Yeah, but I know I was like, eh, whatever. Was um, I know people are gonna go. There's no exercise involved. It's at all. Disc golf.
2: Is that different than frisbee golf?
1: Same thing. Same you know. thing. Okay. Yeah, frisbee golf. So for me, what happens is especially <laughs> when we play with a group of people, you throw the frisbee and then I get so excited to throw that again that I jogged the frisbee. <laughs> I get so excited about throwing the prospects of throwing a frisbee another time yeah. that I jogged the frisbee and I forgot about it. we played in Texas <laughs> a bunch this week. Yeah. And I was having and I'm I'm I it's ran so I ran three miles. Really? So I ran 3 miles and my heart rate was up because you get there and it's and you never get really tired. It's not like an exhausting 3 miles. It's like yeah. I've got to get on the treadmill after this and I'm already kind of dreading it going like I haven't run in a while. Mm-hmm. And but then I measured my body. I don't do weight loss as much right now because that can depress me. Okay. I do a tape measure and I just measure my stomach and my because for yeah. me right now it's like my my stomach was like 50 inches, my stomach. Yeah. And I got it down to 47 inches. Losing 3 inches on your belly. Yeah. Is actually noticeable,
2: for sure. yeah. And so
1: I was like, I just want to get my stomach smaller. Yeah, like, that's one of the things I want. Yeah, um, but I don't really like. I came out as fat a little while ago, and <laughs> I did. I did. I, did. I forgot it, that I sound like a lunatic. But I was like, I was like, I just don't. I don't want to hear it from anyone anymore. Like I just want to. Yeah. I want to like myself again. Oh. Like I yeah. hate. I hate not liking myself. Like it just sucks.
2: It seeps into everything else in life if you don't. Like yourself.
1: Yeah. And, and like, and for Leanne, it's always been health. Like, I don't give a fuck how big you are. I don't give a fuck if you drink. I need you to be healthy. Yeah. And so for me, if, if I'm working out and I'm working out like crazy right now, but it's kept the size off my stomach, yeah. and I go, I'm not, I'm not worried about, I don't want to know the number on the scale. I want to know what my body feels like, what it feels like in sure. clothes, what it feels like to get up off a couch, what it feels like. I was having a hard time getting off the couch. Yeah. That's the thing that, when you don't want to get off the couch because it's difficult, it's really hard to lose weight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. I was
1: having a hard time wiping my ass. Really? Yeah. And and I know there are people fatter than me that can do it. Yeah. But for me, yeah. that was I was like, this isn't this isn't what this isn't the life I wanted. Yeah. So I just was like, I came out as fat, and the second I came out as fat, I started losing weight.
2: Cause you just kind of weren't fighting. I wasn't I wasn't mind.
1: fighting anyone else. Um I, it's funny, I I did another thing. I think you were with me when we did this, Alston. I did the Jason Momoa diet. But I don't think Jason Momoa even knows he has a diet.
0: <laughs> but, okay.
1: Were you with me? Yeah, it
0: like what is that?
1: Jason ago. Momoa diet. Let's just call it the Burt Kreischer's Jason Momoa diet. <laughs> okay. Because Jason Momoa doesn't know that he even has a diet. Okay. Like he, he's he got a personal trainer. And yeah. his personal trainer said, um, Jason ate pretty healthy But what I did is I just focused on the foods he liked that were healthy. And so I went, that's fucking genius. That's so smart. Yeah, except I, so I just focus on the things I like. Mm -hmm. And so I love fish. I love fish. I don't often eat fish Mm. because it's, it's difficult to get, you know, it's different than everything else. For some reason, fish is difficult to get and like, you you gotta, and so
2: harder than like wings or Chicken, t- you know, yeah. something that's more readily yeah. available.
1: You get like f- nine different burger options. Yeah, and then you get a salmon, mm-hmm. and that's it usually. Yeah, and then you're like, well, I'm, I'm in fucking Rockford, Illinois. I, I I'm not trusting this <laughs> this this brewery salmon.
2: Nevada, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and, and so. And 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 then I was like, okay, I love avocados. I love eggs. I love eggs. I love steak. Mm-hmm. I love chicken. I actually love chicken. Yeah, I love. Protein in a tortilla. Oh my God. I mean, I gotta be dead honest with you. I thought lo- there was a time I lost um like 60 pounds a uh, long time ago. I got down to 186 that's when I met Leanne. Oh, okay. You ever seen that picture? I think so. Hot Bert. Type in hot Bert Um, <laughs> hot skinny Bert But that's not that can't be what comes up. Anyway, I I looked fucking great. Yeah. And all I did was just focus. I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was like, I'd have steak at night. Yeah. And then during the day, I would I would cook chicken breast and wrap them in tortillas and put cheese in them and put hot sauce on them and I fucking loved it. look at one eighty six God this
2: I don't even picture. look like sure I have seen this picture before, yeah that is amazing um yeah,
1: great the, shape uh yeah i was in i was and and I love working I do love working out like i love yeah. I love spin class it was my one of my favorite things ever yeah, um so I was like I'm just gonna so that's my diet now is I was like. I'm not going to worry about food. I'm not going to focus on food. I'm going to enjoy um, the foods I like. I also like to drink. uh, That's
2: intuitive eating. Have you heard of that?
1: No. Type in intuitive eating. Is this a thing? Yeah. Okay. So
2: what you're describing, that's like a a whole nutrition movement is just basically eating what you want within reason, but listening to your body and eating what sounds good.
1: So what's funny is I don't really think about cookies ever
0: yeah
1: i don't think about candy bars ever i don't think about i i honestly i don't think about pasta Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but i do sometimes and so i'm just allowing i went through a pasta phase (laughs) when i started gaining weight i went through a pasta phase and i started having pasta for breakfast oh it was so good it was so good it was oh it was pasta so angel hair pasta Okay. okay Eggs? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would take angel hair pasta. I would uh, have tons of garlic, tons of garlic and yeah. olive oil, and I would put it into a nest. And then I'd crack two eggs in the center of this nest. And then I would take Parmesan cheese and sprinkle Holy it all over shit. the top. And then I'd take a little bit of water and pour it in the pan and put a cover on it. So it would steam the eggs so that they were, I don't need them to, I don't like them I don't mind them sunny side up, but I, I'd rather them with a little bit of on the top. Yes. My mouth's watering right now. That
2: sounds unbelievable.
1: It is so fucking good. And I got, I went through a big pasta <laughs> phase with, and and then now I don't really crave pasta as much. I want, like, yeah. I like, uh, I love tortillas. Can I tell you if I, I, I said, I in the end, what?
2: would eat tacos for every meal I, I did. for the rest I, of I, my I life. just
1: did. I actually just did. Andrew. <laughs> How many times did we have tacos this last month? Every... I can't stop. That's my go-to. I love them.
2: Everywhere I'm on the road, I'm like, where are tacos?
1: i got to be honest with you. It's amazing how many tacos are not as good as Taco Bell. <laughs> like, it's amazing how much Mexican food is not as good as Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell really does hit it out of the park. They've got a new uh, breakfast grilled cheese thing. Yeah. You know Taco Bell does breakfast? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like, Taco Bell is pretty fucking good. It really... <laughs> like, and I, I just had a Chalupa for the first time. The first time. I just had a Chalupa.
2: So I'm not. That's a, amazing.
1: I'm not. Uh, I am with food. Some not as bad the way Leanne is with sex. So like. <laughs> okay, Leanne, you're going
0: to
2: have to explain this.
1: Leanne finds what she likes and she does what she likes. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. Why would I do stuff? I I, sure try it. But if I don't like it, stop right away. Like, right. Like that's the way Leanne works. When I That's
2: to- amazing, by the way, like that I mean, she's just like, no, I don't like this. Not doing it.
1: It needs to be human. It needs to be touching. It needs to yeah. be like there's no, Leanne's not a toy person. Yeah.
2: Uh, she yeah, would rather. Same. Yeah.
1: Well, you're I'm talking allergic.
2: about this on Dr. Well, allergic to latex. Yeah. yeah. But also uh, I talked about this with Dr. Drew is that that like it doesn't even, it's too much for me. The like any of the vibrating. Really? It will. So I talked about this on Dr. Drew being uh, multi-orgasmic. People who are like that, they don't, we don't like those things because it's just, it's too much. Really? And then the thought of it, like you risking losing sensation in your clit.
1: You can can lose it?
2: You you become where you need that level of Uh vibrating in order to come. And some people don't ever get it. Like you can't reverse it with some people. And that is just a fucking terrifying thought. So yeah.
1: Um that that is a terrifying thought. <laughs> yeah, Leanne's not gonna run that risk. She is not yeah. a toy person. And but I'm that way with Taco Bell. Yeah. Like I found I loved beef maxi melts. They stopped making them, but you can get okay. a beef maxi melt. You yeah. just gotta tell them what you want. Okay. A beef salt taco with just cheese. Yeah. And so beef maxi melts. I'm have a moment. Change. Type in beef. <laughs> ours watering.
2: Melt. Taco Emotional. Bell beef
1: maxi melts.
2: But yeah, the intuitive eating stuff is, it sounds kind of like what you beef like. Beef
1: maxi melt. There you go. Taco Bell. Wait, go back to the, go back to the, yeah. It was basically, it's basically a beef soft taco. Go to that, go to that recipe. Oh. I might be making beef maxi melts. Oh, oh my god they were fuck. so fucking
2: good <laughs> do you ever go to Takaya?
1: wait i do i do know this i don't okay. know what it is
2: you would like it um it's a mexican chain here in la but it's nice like it's good can you quality. forward this to me please like very organic but for, like their burritos the way they kind of char it and grill it on the outside fucking
1: amazing you know what i kind of want right now baja fresh Have you, do you like baja fresh i don't think i've ever had baja fresh oh my god baja fresh is so fucking good is it, it well you know i so let me rephrase what i think i'm trying to say okay i am a fan of hot sauces <laughs> so if i like your hot sauce i probably like your mexican food okay salsa and beer
2: love salsa we had beer. salsa
1: and beer last night
2: that ranchero sauce
1: Oh, the, the one you dip your, are you talking about the one you dip?
2: You can dip it, but they like also pour it on their, like if you get their rose campoyo there, it is n- life-changing. It is so fucking good. They're,
1: they have, uh, to- salsa and beer is, mm-hmm. they have that that chip you can dip, the bean dip. Is that what you're talking about?
2: That is crazy that good That is too. crazy good, but their yes. hot
1: sauces are so, um, they're so comprehensive. <laughs> they yeah. have something for everyone. Yeah, and if and, and if you mix the two, yeah, if you there's green and, and mm-hmm. the red. If you mix them, it really fills all my all my flavor profiles.
2: Never thought to mix a green oh, red salsa. I'm
1: a big salsa mixer. Now the reason I like Taco <laughs> Bell so much was their fire sauce, okay El Diablo, and fire.
2: See that's just my favorite. instant diarrhea. Oh no 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 Sounding no. that's uy.
1: No and so and so and and and. Uh, God damn it, I'm like, I'm, I'm all I'm thinking is, all I've had is Mexican food in Texas for the last two weeks. That's and all now, And now I'm going, Where I gotta, I want to text Leanne. Text Leanne and tell her I'm hungry and we should go out to eat lunch. Will you text her, Halston? Andrew, can you text Leanne and tell her wh- let's get Mexican food? I'm fucking, can't believe you're doing this to me. Like, I'm fucking.
2: I haven't done nothing. You brought this up.
1: <laughs> so beef Mexi melts, Mexican pizzas. That was my order. Oh, I okay. get 10 beef, beef Mexi melts, mm-hmm. two Mexican pizzas. And Amazing. that was my, that was my. I knew what I liked. I wasn't gonna try anything else. Yeah. Andrew, my cousin, and w- we work together. Yeah. He um. He's not. He's not a very impulsive guy. Okay. Like he's he's a he's a pretty thoughtful dude, right? Yeah. He just goes, I don't know. Like we need Taco Bell out of nowhere, and I was like, I love it. I, I love it. What's <laughs> wrong with this? And Andrew's not also not like a like he's like I take that back. We both have the same like overbuy. Uh, yeah. Like, for treats and stuff. Yeah. Like, we're over. He bought oh, two sure. fucking jars, three jars of olives in Serbia. Like, he definitely has the same thing I do. You're going to
2: lose your mind in an Erewhon. For real? You're going to lose your mind. You have to go and then, like, send me a text afterward and tell me what you think.
1: But Andrew got the perfect order at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. He got tacos. He got burritos. And he got chalupas. And I'd never had a chalupa, and I already opened it. And yeah. I bit into it, and I went, whoa. So, as I'm a tactile. <laughs> I'm a texture guy. So, like, I don't like things that crack and fall apart. A okay. chalupa holds its, it gives you enough of what you can think is a crunch. But it holds its integrity. And it was, and it was very <laughs> plentiful. Like, it was a lot of beef.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I thought, if there is a way, if they could find a way <laughs> to just cut down the carbs. Yeah. Because I can cut down. So, the beef tacos, what I do with the tacos, the beef tacos, I will rip half of the taco. I'll let it get soggy. I'll rip half of the taco off. And then I'll fold it because I like the beef,
2: right, right.
1: And I like I put like when we when I would order Mexican pizza, Mexican pizza was one of my favorite things in the world. The day they fi- I found out that they were discontinuing them, I bought ten. <laughs> I bought ten, and I gave one to Snoop Dogg. I gave one to everyone oh I was with, God. and I was like, "These are the Your best life. things. These are, I just want you to have them before they're gone." <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, beef uh, Mexican pizzas. I would put the hottest hot sauce on. I do each. Each corner got a full hot sauce. So there, I put four hot sauces. What? And then I take one and drizzle it over. And it would burn so good.
2: And God. it doesn't destroy your you asshole. You don't,
1: like, you don't like hot sauce?
2: I just can't. I have IBS. I can't handle it. Do you really? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Do you, when, but, and you, do you drink? I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I do.
2: <laughs> you and I love Tito's. That's
3: right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I have a really funny hot sauce story. Because oh. I, I went to a Taco Bell one time, and uh, I had to go to the bathroom. And so I sit on the toilet seat, and someone had put hot sauce packets underneath the toilet seat. So when you sit on the toilet seat, these hot sauce packets explode, <gasps> and it went all over, like, my genitalia. No. And it was the most pain I've ever felt.
2: How did you remedy that?
3: I put, like, uh, he my had a, soda. He had to
1: buy a taco and put his dick in a taco <laughs> and wipe it off.
3: I put like my cold soda on it and it just like didn't really it, t- it took hours. Fuck? Hours. That's
2: that is insane.
3: I've, uh, that's a great get some aloe on it. Yeah. That is a yeah. great prank. It got me good.
1: Shout out to that yeah. guy. Put him right under the little rubber stoppers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. But the only thing that sucks about that prank is you're not there unless you're in the toilet seat next to it. And you're just sitting there for hours waiting. Motherfucker! Son of a fucking (laughs) goddamn it!
2: That would be incredible. Oof, it's giving me PTSD with the. You know what I've been? How
1: how many hours do you sleep a night?
2: I try for eight, but it really depends.
1: Do you know what I've been into lately? Hmm. Going back to sleep, (laughs) and I've never done that before.
2: Like, still in the morning hours, or you mean taking a
1: nap? No, in the morning hours. So this morning I woke up at six. Okay. I woke up at six. I had a, a bad. I had a, I had a bad dream. It was an odd dream. There, there was. Um, it was very windy, and okay. when we were shooting a movie, mm-hmm. and this um, group of skydivers had got there were there were sixteen of them, and you know how like uh, you ever seen those quilts? No, it's not like a quilt, but it's like a, it's like a thing maybe that goes on a wall, and there's f- four pockets, and you could put stuff in the pockets. almost like they do it yes. with outdoor plants that go yeah. on walls. Mm-hmm. And there was four. So there was six, 16 guys and each had a pocket and it was a big kite and they were all holding on to it and they got launched and they were all skydivers and they were all in squirrel suits and they got launched and we were watching. We're like, oh, fuck. And they got 90 uh, feet in the, in the sky and one guy fell and he landed at the ground at our feet and he broke his arm and we were like, holy shit. And I said, I don't want to see this. I don't need to see this. And I walked around and Colin Quinn was there. Colin Quinn was wearing the same clothes I was wearing. And I go, I go, what are you doing? And he goes, stand in. I said, what? And he goes, I'm your stand in. And I go, wait, I don't want you to be my stand in. I want you to be in the movie. And he goes, mm, I don't like your movie, but I do like the places <laughs> you stand in it. And he goes, come here. Let me show you where to stand. And he takes me over. And all of a sudden, another skydiver hits the ground. Boom. This is and your then, dream? Yeah. And then, and then Colin goes, we need to make sure they don't hit us. They're going to try to hit us because they're going to want us to soften their blows. And I watched dudes, sixteen dudes, hit the ground. And as they were coming, they're like, "Why are our shoots wet?" And like, it was a, all their shoots had gotten wet. And uh, and then I woke up. And I was like, that was a kind of horrible that is horrible a fucked thing. up dream." Because they, they were in, they were in, they were in great deals of pain. And I said, "I want to go check on." And Colin goes, D- "Don't do that." And I said, "What?" And he goes, "Because everyone's hurt differently. And when you see the, because they're all helmets on. Yes. When you take off their helmets, everyone is uh, every reveal is gonna really stink." It's gonna be bad. And so I, I took one helmet off and the guy had no teeth and I went, Oh fuck. And I go, Are you okay? And he's like, Am I dying? And I was like, and he's like, let's let's just leave. And so me and Colin Quinn just started walking through this parking lot to get out of there.
2: Are you doing any drugs before no, bed?
1: No. And the, but that's I dream very I dream very intensely. I've always yeah. dreamed very, very, very intensely. And I remember all my dreams. Like I can go through and tell you probably roughly all my dreams throughout an average night in the morning. Not now. Like if I think about it. Yeah. Um,
2: Do you feel like you write jokes pretty easily? Do you feel pretty tapped into that part of you that writes jokes? Yeah. I think there's a correlation with that.
1: I've I've dreamed jokes before. Wow. Yeah, I've dreamed jokes and then gotten up and been like, I'm going to, that's a good joke. And I, this morning going here for something fucking crazy. So I lost my joke book, my joke book. I lost it. (gasps) It's fucking, yeah. We want to talk about getting canceled pretty quick anyone finds that fucking joke you book. are done i am done oh. Oh I am, well, and gosh. by the way and then and that's you want to really put cancel culture to the test what are you allowed to think <sighs> that, I, I, trust me i'm, I'm panicked because i know i can't find this joke book but i didn't i didn't have it anywhere where i couldn't have lost it that's my problem because okay. i couldn't have lost it because i had it at my house so and it's then somewhere when I, your house and then when i got on the road i didn't have it and i went oh it's at my house so it's at my house, I I think. Yes. This morning, I purposefully, and you know, you're kind of in and out. Yeah. And I had a dream about where my notebook was. And I was like, my joke book. And I went, okay. This is how crazy my brain is. I go, let's, let's travel. We don't know what happens when we sleep. Let's travel into the ether. And let's go through this house and see if we can spiritually find this joke book.
2: You're able to do that while you're dreaming.
1: I'm laying in bed and I'm falling in and out, and so I, I know I I know now and I'm lucid sound dreaming. Crazy. I, I've always lucid dreamed. Okay, so I, I'm I know how to recognize when I start dreaming, and I know how to get myself into a dream that I want to have. So I think I think of the same Whoa. thing over and over again. So I thought joke book, joke book, joke book, joke book, joke book, cabinet, and I went okay, I'm out. Like that's that's when my dream when my brain starts to think the the thought that I didn't think. Then I know I started to dream. Okay. And so then I go, okay, we're in in my head. Like I'm like, we're in. And I fall asleep, and then I dream. I dream. I I was dreaming that I was floating around my house looking for my joke book, and I and I woke up, and I got to be honest with you, I, the first place it was was in this room where all my joke books are, and I thought that's where I found it, and I went, of course. We have this cleaning service that Leanne hired. When, yeah. they, she hired them when we were going through construction, and they were so fucking good. They roll in 15 deep, and they <laughs> they hose a house down. And they're fucking oh my amazing. God. The only problem is they put things away where they think they think it belongs. Yeah. So and a lot of times you're them. like, where the fuck is my Rogaine? And you're like, why? They don't know what it is, so it's in the spices. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, so coriander, yeah, rose, yeah, on my fucking yeah.
2: enchilada. Yeah. yeah,
1: and so, and so I I went. Uh, they put it where, and I and now it's I you know obviously it's just a dream. Yeah, but I go I'm gonna I go check I should check where all my notebooks were because if they found it they would put it where my notebooks. But I thought of that in dream, and so yeah I lucid dreaming is something I've done. I have a sciatic problem. I also now I'm gonna sound crazy. I have a sciatic problem in my left leg, and sometimes I will. I can, I feel I've been molested by ghosts. Okay. It was when I was a kid. Okay. My uh, wet dreams were a ghost having sex with me. It was a beautiful woman ghost. She, and my body would get heavy. I'd get pressed into the bed and I'd be lucid dreaming. Okay. And then I would have a wet dream as a kid uh, through high school and whatnot. Now I, I think wet dreams stop. I've had, I think I've had a couple as an adult, maybe one as an adult, maybe one or two, maybe three. But I've had this experience with a ghost touching me, and what happens is my body gets very heavy and goes into the ground, into the thing, and then something today, this morning, I was in bed and a and a ghost. I believe it was a ghost, and I know I'm gonna sound fucking crazy. Humped was, your leg? Was trying to was trying to pull out my sciatic leg. I felt my leg getting pulled, and I was in like, this house. In this house. Oh, I'm this fucking leave in a second because this, this, this is, is ter- this house is haunted. Are
2: you serious? Yeah. So
3: not this room.
1: Although, although I do believe, hey, they pass up these walls.
3: Leanne did hire a person to tell the ghost to not come in here. Yeah. you serious? So we had a woman come in to,
1: um, to re- read the house. And she said, uh, she said, there's a little boy that's trapped in this house. Nope. His, Fuckin- name, is, his name is Max. And oh, so boy. she goes. She goes, he likes your dog. And what's interesting is Izzy would have these weird plays. Do you remember this, Halston? Izzy would play with nothing. And would and it was like crazy. Oh, I have
2: goosebumps all over that. It gives me so. And so she said, oh.
1: she said, Max loves your dog. He loves your dog. And he hopes that you can bring your dog over more. So we'd bring Izzy over all the time. And Izzy would play in the house by herself and run outside and run back and forth, like sprint. And, and then she said, she goes, I'm going to tell Max that he can't go into the bedrooms anymore. He can't go into the bathrooms that he can hang out in the living area, but he needs a safe place to hang out. Can you help find him a safe place? We have a basement in this house. We're like, all right, Max can, the basement's is Max. Why
2: why can't, if she can talk to the kid, why can't you ask the kid to leave?
1: Uh, He doesn't want to leave. He likes our kids and. He likes, he, he doesn't have a family and he likes to be around our family and, and Max is a good ghost. He's a peaceful, he's a peaceful kid and he, okay. and so he just has a good time at our house and he, and I, you know, it's, I think that's what happens with a ghost. So he, the basements is Max is, and, and, and trust me, when you go to the basement, you feel Max, like you definitely feel Max. And, uh, <laughs> oh
2: my God, that shit scares me so much. Yeah. I, how do your kids feel about it?
1: Uh, they both are cool with it Max had a has a I don't know the correlation but Max has a rose bush there was a rose bush that was Max's and the girls have planted it and I, f- I forget why it was Max's rosebush okay but um the girls are cool with it. he doesn't go upstairs because the upstairs was never there when he was there in the first place okay. so he doesn't go upstairs he doesn't go in our bedrooms um he hangs out in the living room kitchen and in the back bathroom and then in the basement.
2: Do you know how long he's been in this house?
1: I, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not a good listener. So when she was doing this, I kind of <laughs> shut off. Great I was for like, podcasting. Yeah. I was, if anyone listen anyone's listening this far, they're like, he has not been listening at all. At all. You start telling a story and I go, do you sleep much? Like I'm fucking, I'm, I'm like a barracuda. Um, I hope, I mean, they've listened, they've been listening to my podcast this long. They know who the fuck I am now. People
2: I, want to hear you. Well, yeah, yeah
1: no, but, but I, whatever. I, I'm not, I'm, I used to take these notes very seriously and then I was like oh oh, come on it's free like if if you don't enjoy it you don't have to shit on it I'm not gonna listen to your notes I did listen to them a lot like I used to clear my teeth a lot oh and so that was pretty annoying to do on a podcast and someone's like hey man can you not do that and so I listened to good notes yeah um I listened to good notes but I I am who I am I know who I am yeah and I and it's I'm not a good interviewer so I'm not like like I had Amanda Knox on here and I told her the machine story for fucking sake like who has a woman who's been in prison for fucking six years on her podcast and then you tell them your story you're famous for like what fucking but but that's the thing is like I'm not Brian Williams I'm a I'm a comedian like yeah, I'm a fucking a comedian. Yeah. yeah like
3: I like like I'm not gonna fucking I'm
1: whatever i'm interested to
3: know the story and you were like i could have gone to jail in europe yeah that was your core that's true i appreciate you you defending me but all
1: i all i know is that i at one point started telling a story to a woman that everyone in this podcast has heard and they're like Bert, we kind of want to hear her story
2: (laughs) that's kind of the point
0: yeah
1: this podcast is brought to you by bird dogs i talk about my bird dogs all the all the time you know bird dogs just came out with long pants they are so fucking badass. I went golfing in my Bird Dogs the other day. Bird Dogs has graduated. I I I want to say that I feel like when I first got Bird Dogs, they were my 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 cookout lake je- uh, pants. That's what I could I could go running. I really thought about them when I went to Alabama because I could go for a jog in them in Alabama. I could go jump in the lake right after that, and then I could hang out, have a cold beer, grill out, go hang out with the girls, go paddle boarding. They are the best, most comfortable pair of shorts that have ever existed. They have a built-in soft in, uh, underwear. And you like I said, you could do them for anything. I never saw them as going to the country club shorts. That's a different type of short in my opinion. You don't go swimming in the same thing you go golfing in. However, I, I, they've teamed up. I, I, they've stolen Lululemon's designers. And I went golfing in my bird dogs. And they were so fucking comfortable. And they looked so nice. They were a black uh, pair. They sent them to me, and I uh, and I put them on, and I walked in. I was going to play golf with my dad, and my dad goes, what pants are those? I was like, bird dogs. And he goes, I've never heard of those. And I was like, oh, they're great. And I, by the way, I love, I don't wear underwear all the time, but I love a liner. Like, I would love, I consider golf sports. I would love a liner, and they've got a great liner. Anyway, all the new summer styles are out. They're on their website. I love my bird dogs. I can't talk enough about them. Go to birddogs.com and enter the code BERT, and they will throw in a free Bird Dog Whistle Tip Football. That is exactly It's exactly those Nerf whistle footballs you used to have as a kid in the summer. It's the exact must-have beach toy of the summer. That is BirdDogs.com and the promo codes BIRD and BOOM, a free Bird Dog Whistle Tip Football and your pair of bird dogs. You will not take these things off. I promise you.
2: By the way, I will say having a ghost play with your dog, that's not a bad situation Mm -mm. because people pay money for that.
1: Someone to play with their dog? Yeah. 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 The Max is a Or Ma- like
2: people, you know, dog walkers and stuff they go, you, you have a free dead child. Yeah. I don't know. Throwing want, a ball for your dog. I don't know
1: how he died either.
2: <sighs> it all just
1: I'm not in this house enough to know. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not
2: if he's peaceful, that's nice.
1: Yeah, he is peaceful.
2: It just makes me sad and it's just scary.
1: Yeah. The um what okay, we've done two hours, right? What time, do you have a hard out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was supposed
2: to do Adam Carolla, but it got moved.
1: To another day? Mm-hmm. Are you promoting something? Just on tour. Oh, yeah. oh, what are your tour dates? Pull them up real quick. Well, because people are still listening now.
2: Yeah. There's still some that um, need to be added to my website. I'm just waiting for the clubs to put the link up. Do when you, is this coming out?
1: Uh, I don't know. That does not look like you. Doesn't look like me? No. But you know what? I have a hard time. I have a hard time with you guys looking like women. I do, and I, I, Taylor's told you've me. You've told,
2: and you've told me that before too. Yeah, I
1: don't like you guys when you guys look pretty. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying. <laughs> not, but I don't not, You're, I think you're pretty now, Thank but you. like, I don't. When you guys dress up, mm-hmm. you have a ton of fucking tour dates,
2: and that's not even. I just got, like, so open that. Open that. Widen that out.
1: I want to see where.
2: So, we just added three funny bone weekends, and then Acme in Minneapolis, the stand and...
1: in New York. Whoa, All Christmas. Where are you going to be for Christmas?
2: I have a corporate in New York. uh, Christmas Day? uh, Lincoln Center, December 26th. Really? Yeah.
1: God Um, damn it.
2: But I'll be at Albany Funny Bone, January 21st through 22nd. And then Comics Roadhouse in Uncasville, Connecticut, 27th through the 29th. Uh, Valentine's Weekend at Summit City in Fort Wayne. I
1: love Fort Wayne, Indiana. There's a great strip club there. Oh, really? There's a really great strip club. What my, probably my favorite strip club experience I've ever had is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Andrew, do you remember the name of that strip club? Brandy Strip Club, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. They go in, they say, hey, we um the, the place is yours. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. We've had that offer a lot, you know, where they go, you know. Being on the road like, with you is such a blast. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. We get a lot of really great opportunities where people kind of roll off the red carpet and go. Like, yeah. I mean, this last week we went to um we went to uh on it joe's joe oh. and aubrey's i mean it's more than joe and aubrey but like mm-hmm. on it in austin texas we went twice i worked out with joe one day oh, with john wolf who john wolf is the best i don't i'm a, I, I'm gonna offend a lot of people but inarguably one of the best trainers in, in the entire world oh. um i worked out with him mm-hmm. told him i was coming back he said sure come on back Worked out me and my entire crew again for an hour and a half. I mean, oh. great fucking workout. Yeah. Then we went next door, and th- by the way, they' and I say roll out the red carpet. I have to. I have to be very upfront on it. Not only worked us out twice, no charge whatsoever. Yeah. But they hooked us up with over five hundred pounds of kettlebells and five to six boxes of um, of uh supplements for our oh. tour bus. They decked out our tour bus to so like incredible. stay healthy. Fucking on oh, no, it's amazing went next door to Kuya, right? This fucking place. We walk out on it and this girl, uh, Danica, comes out and goes, the machine. And I was like, what's up? And she was like, I'm a big fan. I would love for you to come and take a look at our facility. And I was like, of course. She, I go, what do you do? She goes, we do sauna, polar plunge, and IV drips. I went, that's my wonderland. That's all <laughs> the shit I do. Yeah. And so then we spent an evening at Kuya. They, once again, Rolled out the red carpet. They gave oh they have deprivation tanks. They put us in deprivation tanks for an hour each. By the way, we have a group of six. Put us in deprivation tanks. We saunted, we polar plunged, we saunted, we polar plunged. It was fucking amazing. We had some great teas and then went out to a great dinner. Uh we went shooting in in Tempier in Phoenix, Arizona at a great place. This guy Brian, who runs it, my buddy, um, my buddy uh fucking I can't remember uh his name right now. Unbreakable Journey is his, his name on Instagram. Okay. Um I can't why I can't remember his name right now. It's beyond me. Um he helped Chase with his when he was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Um he Scott Flint. Yeah, Scott. Scott, they took us to this great place. We shot fifty caliber rifles. We shot guns. I mean, it I gotta be honest with you. And then we went to obviously Jaguars. Oh wow, look at that. And that's that's us at the gun range. So um nice. these are great pictures. Where do we get those? <laughs> so um but it's a lot of fun. So this place in Fort Wayne, Indiana comes to the show, they're like, "Hey, come to the strip club. It's yours. Whatever you want." And okay. we're like, we're like, "Yeah, I love strip clubs. I grew up in Florida. Yep. Okay. I love strip clubs." Now, to be fair, uh to everyone listening, uh, I don't I have, there are no rules. Land puts no rules on me when I go to a strip club. She's like, "Have a good time." But I have rules. I have rules based on yeah. based on an experience at Christies in Cleveland, Ohio. I was like, I was like, <laughs> "Okay." I have rules. so.
2: (laughs) What happened to Cleveland?
1: uh, The woman was just, the woman was trying to make some money. And I I was like, hey, that's not, that's not cool with me. Yeah. Like I have to, I, in order to have to go to bed that night, I have to feel like I have no guilt on my heart. Yeah. You can get a lap dance, but I have certain rules that I follow, right? Yeah. So, um, and I, by the way, I don't really get lap dances anymore. That was more like a younger guy thing. Actually, I think the last, take that back. Last lap dance I got was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Now, Okay, Uh, And and I'll tell you why. It was fucking awesome. It was my favorite lap dance I've ever gotten. (laughs) So I stopped doing lap dances for a a long time. uh, I think when I started working on Travel Channel. So I was 36. That was the last time I got a lap dance. Until? On on record.
2: Until recently in Fort Wayne. So we go
1: to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Manager, owner of the club comes to my show. He's like, come by the strip club. I was like, actually, this is the end of the tour. We're done. Yeah. Um, we're just driving home. Why don't, why don't we all go to the strip club together? Get our tour bus guy, get the comics, get Andrew. We'll all yeah. go to a strip club. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Everyone's married. So it's except for Ron. And so, um, <laughs> we go in and I give everyone cash. I pull out like whatever.
2: That's so nice. Yeah. I
1: get like, you know, $500 out or whatever. And I give everyone hundred dollars. I go have a yeah. good time. It's not a ton, but it's nice. I went to a nice. strip club with, I went to a strip club with, uh, take this name out. <laughs> uh and so and and he, he was with the he was in college mm-hmm. in the city that i was in yeah and uh and and his dad said you know mm-hmm. take my son out have a good time yeah you know he's i don't worry don't worry that it's my kid have a good time so i took him to a strip club what i did is i took out a thousand dollars and i said uh here's five hundred dollars yeah can i get five girls to just be hanging around us the whole night just hang out with us no yeah. expectations of anything just Here's a hundred bucks to each of the girls. Just don't go anywhere for a while. Yeah. And just, so you're talking to girls and you're having a good time. And then I gave all the kids another hundred dollars and I said, have fun, go get lap dances. Go. (laughs) It's not your money. So have fun with it. That's how you should feel at a strip club. Yeah. Best thousand dollars I ever spent in my life. Trust me when I say it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so, and so we did that at this club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. What was the name of it again? Jaguars. No. What? Brandies. Brandies is right. So I give everyone money and then I go get a drink. Yeah. Um, I enjoy strip clubs but you know just on the outside. I like to sit in the seat, talk to my buddies and you know tip strippers whatever. This girl comes by and <laughs> she is she's cut. She's done work for the night and, she, and it's snowing. It just started snowing so she's covered head to toe. She's like oh my god. I'm the biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan. And I was like really? And she goes I oh, fuck. I wish I had known you were coming in. I would have just, I would have, wouldn't have gotten cut. I would have stayed, oh. and I would love to give you a lap dance. And I said, this is interesting. I said, <laughs> I have a bit about getting a lap dance. A, I, it was a bit that I worked that could never work well cause the thing I like in a lap dance, the thing I, the thing I like about sex, is the vulnerability, the yeah. the, the the fact that someone's showing you a side of them that they don't show to a lot of people. Yeah. I think that's the cool thing about having sure. sex with someone. So that's why I've never been into um, prom- promiscuous people. And that's why I've only had sex, you know, with, with a very small number, six sex women. Yeah. And so I I like when you share that. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And that you miss that in a lap dance. Yeah. You confuse naked woman with sex in a lap dance. It's just, a, oh, I'm naked. This is what it feels like. And, and I'm going to show you intimacy by just moving slower and closing my eyes. That's not what it is. Yeah. So I said, and the bit I used to write is: I want a woman to get naked. I want her to take have all her clothes on. I want a lap dance where they have all their clothes on, and then I get to see the impression of her belt in her waistband. You know, the like like a belt buckle bump in her waistband. Or 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 I want her to keep her socks on because it's cold. I want <laughs> I want to see the vulnerability. Okay, like that's what's sexy about sex. And that I think that I was a bit that I was working on and never could. Yeah. So I said to her actually. I'll tell you what, I would love to get a lap dance from you right now as you are. Oh, I said, because okay. I have a bit and I've wondered if if it, I would like to play it out, see if I could figure this bit out. Yeah. She goes, what do you mean? I said, right now, like with you, all your clothes on, like don't move anything. Keep the backpack on, keep the purse on.
2: Shut up. Keep the backpack on. Yeah,
1: come over and I would, I would love for you to give me, I would love for you to give me a lap dance. And she was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, cool. And it was hilarious <laughs> we were crying laughing because
2: did you get like she, hit in the face with the backpack no, I, I got well i
1: i don't mean to say that like i i got to i got to know the person okay Like she goes um okay well i don't even know where to start like it was it was all of a sudden you took her out of her element yeah it was like doing outdoor gigs where you're like i know i can do this I just don't. I've never done this before.
2: Yeah, or in the round, the first time where you're like, "Oh, I have to
1: keep moving." Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, started with her jacket. Yeah. And then, uh, went to take her top off, and was like, "Oh my God, I'm not wearing. I'm like wearing a sports bra." She like apologized for her bra, and I went, "This is exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Like, this is everything that real people do." Yeah. And then she had to take off her snow boots,
3: and and she like had to
1: sit down. Like, and, take, I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. She got down to her panties and her bra and was like, I can't do this. This is not. I'm done. I'm done. And we were laughing so hard. We were laughing so fucking hard. And she just put all her clothes on and sat next to me. And I was like, that is, that's almost more fun than getting a lap dance. And then, and then at the yeah. end of the night, they were like, uh, this one girl, very very attractive girl mm-hmm. was like, um, hey the boss says you know you know you didn't you haven't really gotten a lap dance so i want to give you a lap dance for free and i was like okay i figured whatever yeah and so i said you know typical thing you'd say at a strip club you know what are the rules like what Mm -hmm. rules do you have and Mm -hmm. she's like i don't mean to put the club on the spot but but she goes uh you know boss says there's really no rules for you you're famous (laughs) and i was like and i started i said no rules and she goes i mean i mean yeah kind of and I went, cool. And I FaceTime my buddy Cowhead. And she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm FaceTiming a friend. If there's no rules, this is my this is how I break the rules.
2: Oh my God, <laughs> like, Bert. What the fuck? Like, what did she do? She was like, okay. <laughs>
1: And then Cowhead didn't answer. So you just like. Cowhead didn't answer. It was like fucking two in the morning in Fort Wayne, Indiana. But I was like, that's my. I was like, I'm going to FaceTime my wife next. And she was like, no, no, no. (laughs) I go, that's what fucking. Like, when. That's where my brain goes. Like, I'm not going to fucking play with her tits. I'm going to fucking FaceTime a friend. Like,
2: (laughs) you need to fucking share this.
1: Yeah. I was like, I'll fucking Instagram live it or fucking like, (laughs) like, that's where like. (laughs) I walked into Your a strip brain. club one time in 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 uh Dublin, Ireland with my buddy Cowhead and my yeah. buddy Galvin. And uh it was right after the my experience at Christie's. And so okay. I had six hundred dollars in my pocket and I gave it to Galvin. I said, I'm never getting another lap. And I don't know what the rules are in Dublin. Yeah. I've been in strip clubs where the rules are bizarre. And uh like what? Like I went to one in and I went to one, one time in South Africa, and the woman goes, uh would you like touch or no touch? And I went, huh? And she goes, touch or no touch? Lap dance. And I go, hold on. It's a gr- no touch girls, lap. This, is, this is before I got on Travel Channel. I said, I, well, I said, who the fuck gets no touch? Yeah. Like, everyone's going to do touch. Yeah. Right? I go, yeah, touch. And then she goes, okay. I figure you could play with her ass. Is a whole touch of her ass or something? Yeah. I get in the room and she goes, take your pants off. And I went, what? She goes, you said touch. Take your pant- clothes off. And I went, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I want no touch. I was oh. like, oh, I want no touch.
2: <laughs> he was asking for you. Yeah, and I
1: was like, oh, no, to yeah. Yeah. And then I walked out, and they were like, you got touch? And I was like, nope, I got no touch. That's fucking aggressive.
2: Dressing on the side.
1: Yeah, it's funny because Leanne got a, Leanne went to Christina Pajinsky's bachelorette party, uh-huh. and they had a male stripper. And Leanne called me, and she goes, hey, uh, there's a male stripper here. I wondered if I, I wanted to run it by you to see if I could get a lap dance. I was like. Have we been supposed to calling each other about these? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I go, you can get one, but I don't think you're gonna like it.
2: I think I owe you about 74 <laughs> yeah. for keeping
1: track. She goes, she goes, What do you mean I'm not gonna like it? And I go, uh, ah, get the lap dance. And then she called back minutes later and was like, that was disgusting. I no go, way. I go, what did what happened? And she goes, he basically painted my face with his cock. <laughs> like just whap, 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 whap. She was like, ah. I was like, yeah, I know what you like, and it's not what they do.
2: So she wouldn't like Magic Mike in Vegas?
1: No. No. Really? Mm-mm. That
2: is my favorite show.
1: Really? Yeah. I love and they it. bring you up on stage and like kind of like pump mm-hmm. your face and, and stuff? Yeah, they do
2: like a whole thing. I actually, um, I was in the callbacks to be the host at the, the Vegas live show. Really? Yeah. And then I ended up going to somebody else and now she and I are like super close. I went I to don't... the show and watched her and I was like, oh, she's perfect. Like, we're totally different. And I went up to her afterward. I was like, I was in the callbacks for this, and it's so cool to see that you got it because this is, like, absolutely meant for you. And then we just became really good friends. Liam would
1: not like Magic Mike.
2: Interesting. Because that is, for so many women, super exciting to be in a room full of the hottest guys, and you're getting so much just, like, individual attention. You're drinking. It's so much fun.
1: Really? But Maybe I don't, don't think- know what Magic Mike is. I thought, so I'm only thinking of the ones that, I, and there's, for lack of better words, the one that black women do. Have you ever <laughs> seen the black women?
2: Mm, I don't think t- so. Mm. So at Magic, you're not getting like slapped in the face with a dick.
1: Okay, that's not You're the, never yeah. seen dick. Oh, no, these are, this is, the dick is in like an a elephant holder. Like- The ones I see. Okay. Oh, this is Dot. So I was a male stripper for a day. For this? No, in in Vegas. Like in real life? In Vegas, yeah. I was a male stripper for one day.
2: What? Oh, is this what?
1: what the Jabberwockies do? When, they're really, they're, they're actually
2: all very talented. So that's what they oh, try to looks. show is like, it's not the typical thunder from down under cheesy firemen okay. costumes. They're actually super fucking good.
1: And so, how naked did they get? We're about. You can see. see an ass. Okay.
2: But that's the most you see. You never okay, see So this, dick.
1: So, we did this. When I was a stripper, we did this. Okay. But it was a lot of, like, humping them and humping their face and, yep. uh, and, like, putting your dick on them. Okay. And they would grab your dick. And they were in control. Like, they could sexually assault you, pretty much.
2: Well, I've, it's interesting to talk to some of the guys about it because they've had women like leave bite marks on them and scratch marks like women will also go crazy on them. so type in, a in a way that they're uh, not comfortable with
1: black uh male stripper so these are the ones I've seen okay those are the ones that I worked with okay and and it was it was yeah, look at like look at you're gonna have to go to fucking Pornhub for Christ's sake <laughs> yeah uh let the let life of a black male exotic dancer like these guys. Okay, go to the one. No, the bottom one. I think the bottom one. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. And so it's all black women. And man, this shit gets fucking insane. Fast forward until his cock's out. Oh. And so like. Oh, my God. Yeah. So these are the ones I've seen. Yeah.
0: So.
2: (laughs) Is that just like a sock on his dick?
1: Yeah. And so you oh okay that's
2: not happening at magic mike
1: okay so that's what i thought was happening at magic mike and i was like can't believe leanne would not like this show wow (laughs) and so basically they just mimic fuck you and i think they might i'm gonna i maybe i should have a blackmail stripper on my show and talk to him go to the yeah Uh, This video is inappropriate for some users. This is the one we want. That's that's incredible productions presents the blackout. Everything. Look at this. Okay. Yeah. This is the ones I'm talking about. Great fucking dancers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh,
2: my God. What.
1: This is pre-COVID.
2: <laughs> okay, so you're just watching people have sex. Uh, I think the they,
1: they may fuck a couple of them. Look at all the money in his in his pants. Look.
2: Oh, my. Okay, no, that is not sweet. So this is
1: not Mike. what happens at Magic Mike?
2: That is not what happens. They're not rubbing your clit at Magic Mike. That's what Mike. he just
1: did on this. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: he is
1: very flexible
2: oh my god
1: so this isn't what happens at magic no, mics no. so can you understand that when you were saying that story i was like this doesn't sound like you
2: because <laughs> <laughs> i was saying that i was gonna be the look, host he's
1: holding he's holding her by the neck and he's carrying her around like a like an animal look at this
2: she's having the time of her life she loves it This is lawless
3: for people listening he's wearing spandex I think and they're Spanx. I think they're Spanks, they're yeah. but they're see-through spanks. the outline of his dick is intense and by the way he, I think he's hard
2: I don't know how you i, keep, are. I by the way,
1: I could really he is uh, he is an ex gymnast obviously yeah there's no way by the way. His no wonder he's so ripped.
2: Dick is insane.
1: So this is what we did.
2: Okay. So that's different.
1: He's definitely uh, a little chubby. Look at this. one hand. Oh, my God. First of all, you could not do that to a white woman. She'd have her teeth broken out. <laughs> the incredible, the blackout coming to DVD April 2012. Well, that was a while ago. I mean, this is... So this is what I'm used to seeing.
2: Okay, no. So... At Magic Mike, they have female hosts. It's basically like Jada Pinkett Smith's role in the movie.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa.
2: Oh, oh my God. He just, took his right dick out. I... he just took his dick out. This is nuts. Yeah, no, that's not happening
1: there. So you never see their dicks? Or are they just no, in bathing suits? Their dicks. Yeah. Boo.
0: <laughs>
2: not like, ever seeing this, I'm do like... You, uh... do, you
1: find, do you find... Would you... So I think, I think, <laughs> by the way, I could just watch this all day. It is. Do you find this a- sexy? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, keep scrolling. Let's get to where it's. <laughs> You're
2: going to be this like, what, in... did in <laughs> what did you and porn do? What did you and Bert do? We just watch porn. <laughs> <We just> watched... <laughs> porn.
1: We just watch. We just watch porn We just watched ebony porn. <laughs> Look at this. See, this is the outfit I'm talking about. So you see the little, like. So the that's little... his dick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the outfit I wore. Something like that. I still have it.
2: And why were you a stripper for a day?
1: It was for a TV show. Okay. Yeah. And so you get an outfit like that. So it's. And by the way, I was in. So I was also 186 pounds. Damn. Yeah, I was 186 pounds.
2: So it was the same time as that. Okay. And say what? Said so it was at the same time as that. Yeah, you yeah. Stripping yeah. That? Okay, got
1: it. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait, what did you think I said?
2: No, I was. I didn't realize that when you were doing the stripping, it was when you were at. Yeah, I was when it was attractive.
1: Okay. So I would okay. go in, and by the way, I was. Uh, I also had a chest infection at that time. Oddly enough, ran, just random little sidebar. So I, I was getting winded very quickly, and this was the most exhausting job to dance with women like this. Was so tiring. So yeah. quickly, and in, in the interview, I'm just coughing, going like, I can't do any more of this. And these guys were not winded, and they were so good. Their their body control was just, was it was like a great white shark. And I say that because I, I'd i been in the water with a great white shark the week before, yeah. and they move with such intention. Of, such precision, yeah. A, a great white shark, when it wants to be on you, it is on you. It doesn't make any mistakes on its movements. And these guys were the same way. They were taking women in a chair and they were manipulating women in a chair so effortlessly. Like the way that guy just grabbed her and yeah. flipped her up, they had these moves that they knew would work.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just brought a fucking, I brought a fucking kind of overweight woman up on stage, and I couldn't get her off the fucking chair. I couldn't do anything. She was in, she wasn't overweight, but she was probably like 170 pounds, and it was just a little heavier than I was ready yeah. to manipulate. Yeah. And so and she was just. She was just grabbing my dick and I was like, okay. And I don't have a big dick at all. And so, like, it was just like, she was like, eh. <laughs> Just disappointed. Yeah, it was disappointing. Two for out of five stars on Yelp But these guys were very, very cool. I, yeah. And I, a lot of, it was up, you know where it was? Um, upstairs of Olympic Gardens in, in Las Vegas. Okay. Olympic Gardens is the male strip, the male fail. I think Olympic, mm-hmm. see if Olympic Gardens has this. And what was really great is, the um not giving away too many uh hopefully not olympic gardens oh so upstairs was uh upstairs was male i think well at least this night it was male yeah gentlemen's club male and male review and so i was part of the male review um and so what they was great was they were like uh I was like, I'm, my, I'm nervous as fuck. Yeah. And I, I do not, like, when a guy gets nervous, they don't have big dicks. Right. And so, and they were like, go downstairs for a little bit. And I was like, what? And goes, go downstairs, tell one of the girls downstairs, just just talk to them. They'll, they'll And so I walked downstairs, and this totally new girl just comes and sits next to me and starts talking to me and touching my arm, and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And I went upstairs, <laughs> and I was like, I'm ready, that really works. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: quick fix.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: quick fix. And he was like, you know, if you have a real problem, go downstairs, let them know. And I was like, and he's like, yeah, it's it's common common decency when we're working together, you know, obviously. And that's so nice. and so they were and they were coworkers. Yeah. So it was like, and it was it was really fun. And then I went to a gay strip club. That same night, I went to a gay strip club in Las Vegas and I had to do my dance, and I got booed off stage.
2: <sighs> Their standards are pretty high at those clubs.
1: I got booed off stage. Do you know who won? A male drag queen. I think that's the way you politically correctly say it. Or a, I don't know what, it, that I, that person had a penis. And they didn't play music. They played Lisa Lampanelli's stand-up album. Shut up. And lip-synced Lisa Lampanelli's stand-up album as they got undressed. And it was fucking hilarious.
2: <laughs> How is there not video of this? Uh, it was it so. break the internet.
1: Tripe and Drag Queen with Lisa Lampanelli. Can I tell so you wait, what's crazy? I, I, gotta I gotta try try to, try to, to look better. Go, go, go pee, go pee, go pee. Where's uh, right there. It's funny that one time I wanted to meet I wanted to meet Lisa I knew Lisa Lampinelli when she was a very different comic. Yeah. And uh and I knew her at the clubs and I mm-hmm. and I and I was doing radio with my friend and she was in Tampa and I was just doing third mic cuz it was I, I, I wasn't selling any tickets it was, my buddy yeah. let me do radio with him. And she wouldn't do radio with me. She wouldn't be on with me. And and I and all I wanted to tell her was how I I was going to let her do radio. I didn't want to yeah. fucking interrupt her. Um, but I, uh, wanted to tell her about that, that drag queen. <laughs> that and would be cool to know. It would be, it would have been cool to know. Yeah. And, and I, I'm sure Lisa is probably a very different person than yeah. she was then.
2: Didn't she do like motivational quit, speaking though? She quit comedy. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I think, I, I, I think, I, mean, I don't know, but I think that life was kind of rough for her. Yeah. I think that, um. And I would never want to add on to that. That's why I'm trying to be pleasant. Oh yeah, she wasn't very pleasant to me. And the person that's it's funny the person I knew at the New York comedy or Boston comedy club was not the same person that was in the lobby doing radio that day, and I and I was so shocked that that is what happened. And I think things were tough for her. I don't know. I would be curious to know about her journey because she was one of the only theater comics. Yeah, she was the biggest. She was like the biggest. I mean, no I mean yeah, I say now like we're performing at a time where comedy is thriving. Yeah. And I think people want it and need it. She was doing it when it wasn't thriving and she was doing it at the highest level.
2: (laughs) Yeah. When was that?
1: Two thousand and four, I'm guessing. Yeah. Four,
3: five, six, seven, eight. She I mean,
1: she just recently, I think she made so much fucking money. She moved to the desert and was like what makes me happy? I think, I think yeah. you get to a place where you, you know, she's alone all the time. Yeah, it's fine if it's me, but if you're wondering, you know, what your life is going to be, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you're alone a lot. Do you do you take people to open for you?
2: I do. Yeah, I have um, a few different friends that I kind of try to spread it out between. Some of them are East Coast. Some of them live on the West Coast. So, I kind of try to book it like that. But it's so nice. It's so nice to have somebody on the road that. Your friends with, and that can, especially, we can like come out to the bar with me afterward for the foosball stuff, and get some clips for social media. And you do such a great job of going and doing stuff on the road during the day, because well, you have yeah, to.
1: You have to. If you don't, you can lose your mind. It's look, yeah. it's really nice to. There are the days where you go, I'm just gonna get up and I'm gonna fucking not do shit today. Yeah. But for the most part, if I can put an activity in during the day, that makes it. Even if it's like just a hike,
2: yeah, you have to break the day up a little bit. You can't just be in the hotel room all day.
1: Yeah, I tell you, you would love a tour bus.
2: I. It sounds like fucking love
1: it. You would love a tour bus,
2: and the activities like all this stuff. I just, I'm really big on that now because Jim and I, we didn't do much.
1: Jim's not an active guy.
2: No, we wouldn't do that much, especially during the day. Can you imagine road.
1: watching Jim Norton play disc golf? I can't imagine him doing much other than, you know, it's and it's what you we love about Jim. Yeah. It's just him shitting on whatever the fuck you think is cool.
2: I have bits on stage about touring with him now, where he, because his favorite thing to do is to humiliate people in public. And I made the mistake of telling him that I embarrass really easily for a comedian. Like, I'm not great at just rolling with shit if you humiliate <laughs> me. And he milked that every day on the road for three years. When we were in public, he would constantly accuse me of shoplifting.
1: Oh, that's fucking great.
2: We'd be like checking out at a CVS pharmacy and just deadpan the way he does in front of the cashier. He would turn to me and go, are you not going to pay for all the things in your purse? And I would fucking crumble. I couldn't handle it. He he did that all the time.
1: He is just, you know, he is. He is there's two, there's two types of comedians. I, I think there's probably more in mm-hmm. in yeah. they are cool guy comedians, mm-hmm. you know, guys that don't don't like to be the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. Guys that are, I wonder sometimes why they got into comedy. Yeah. You know, like like what got not not meaning like why would you do comedy, but like what got them into comedy because they're not silly you. people. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a very silly person. I mm-hmm. love games. Yeah, uh, and and um, and Jim Norton is someone who is, for lack of better words, and I think there's a better word than silly. I remember one time when I, I went into the, um, I went into the, this is 20 years ago. I kind of knew Jim, but yeah. not really well. Yeah. I, uh, I went up to the cellar Yeah. and I got up to the bar and Jim was sitting at the bar. And I said, uh, I was trying to get the bartender's attention. And I said, what's his name? He goes, Derek. I went, okay. I go, Derek, <laughs> Derek, Derek. You. And then he just turns around and goes, my name's not Derek. And Jim's laughing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like those those types of people are it's the they're the best.
2: Do you know Kenny Club Soda Kenny? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Kenny is the you know, not enough people celebrate Club Soda Kenny. He is the fucking greatest (laughs) guy. He really (laughs) is.
2: He's the best. So I would travel with. Um. I don't know if your daughters have ever gotten this or Leanne. If you buy something on victoriassecret.com, sometimes you'll get this like free tote bag with purchase. Yeah. And they're like really trashy. I mean, they belong. You should just throw them straight in the garbage. I used it as my day-to-day purse for seven years. Like I would travel with this thing. It (laughs) says Victoria's Secret in big letters on the sides. It's so obnoxious. And Kenny, we would get to the airport at like five in the morning and you look so homeless at 5 a.m. at the airport, just disheveled. Nobody's trying. So I would look just greasy, gross. I'd be in sweatpants and I'd have this bag. And when it was dead quiet at 5 a.m. in the airport, everybody's just shuffling about. His, Kenny, would shout, Victoria's Secret model coming through. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody would stop and look at me.
1: Oh.
2: And like at first, kind of with wide eyes, thinking that maybe. And then they would all go, and just walk away. Like that mind fuck where you can watch a hundred people decide in half a second. Like, no, she's not. You're like, this is how I'm starting my day. It was just constant hazing. Like I that. love,
1: I love that. I love, I love all of that. That makes me, when you think of games, mm-hmm. like little things to make yourself giggle. Oh, much, he's it's, the, the best, it's the best part of this job.
2: He's the king of it.
1: Last night I, we were sitting in the watching... Yellowstone with some friends mm-hmm. and uh and I said to like this is the way my brain works. I said, if you had to do a, a retail business of one thing, what mm-hmm. would you do? You have to open a shop up and it's just kind of one thing. Yeah. What would you do? And everyone's like, Why the fuck would you think that? And I go, You guys don't think like and I'm sitting here going, Not everyone has three options? Like I have three <laughs> options. And they're, they're like, What makes you think of that? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just wondering. Yeah. And Leanne goes, what? what's wrong with you? And I go. I'm just, she goes, you're not watching the show? And I go, no, I just thought, what retail would you do? And she goes, I don't know. No one fucking thinks about retail. She goes, what would you do? I said, either pickles or micro brewed root beer. And she was like, pickles? I go, yeah, I'd love to get into pickling stuff. I think that would be really cool to have like a legit, like yeah. fucking, and really get into it. Like, and like, and do some, like, I, and it, but, but what's crazy about it is I go, I've thought about the life I'd live. If I did choose to make pickles and root beer, yeah, and I know where I'd live, <laughs> and I know what I know what dogs I'd have, and I know what I name my kid, like, yeah, I was like, wait, well, and, and then there's people that like, and then there are people that are like, just like Tom's not like a silly is not like a silly guy, yeah, it's a pretty serious guy, <clears throat> but he likes to giggle probably more than any human being I know, yeah. And so I like like I that you know like but Tom's like a cool guy comic. Yeah he's a cool guy and yeah his standup is like he's a fucking you know, I don't know.
2: Can I ask you something? Please. When are we gonna play foosball? Because I don't think in our entire friendship we've ever actually played.
1: No, we can play whenever. Okay.
2: We gotta make this happen. You and Tom are my most requested guests, I think, for Rissa Fury.
1: Come down to Austin next time. Figure it out. Come okay. down to Austin next time we're in Austin. We're in Austin in January. We're in okay. Austin. Well, um, we're in, I'm, I'm in Austin because that's the easiest play, time to get both of us.
2: Right. We tried with Tom at Moon Tower a few months ago, and he couldn't do it. That uh, looked
1: so fucking awesome. It
2: was the best.
1: It looked so fucking awesome.
2: Thanks. It was a great time. And we got to shoot four new actual episodes of the web series, and then we shot the tournament as well. So the new episode with Dan Soder and Big J Oakerson comes out uh, in like two weeks. And it was a blast it's that so looks fun.
1: awesome i'm really glad that you're doing that i think nice. it's just really cool like i said it's and you know like i said it it's really cool f- to see you succeed uh, it's like it's cool to watch
2: thanks Bert. i think
1: you'll you'll, I, I, you'll there's not a lot of um people that it can i don't know i'm <laughs> trying to think of the right thing to say but like it's not often in this business that people like watching people that open for them blow up. Yeah. It's not like certain people uh, w- w- can, and you know who someone who loves watching people blow up is Louis CK. Oh yeah. He, he was very, he sent, he sent, he sent me very kind messages and and I've hung out with him and I kind of was like, I want to make sure I'm that guy
3: because yeah. it's very
1: easy to watch people who um, especially like it's, it's very easy for me to w- celebrate you and Taylor right now Thanks. and Whitney, not Whitney, Whitney's always been ahead of me, but like, but Whitney, you're like watching people when everyone can do it for women when you're a guy, because yeah. you you feel like you're selling two different tickets. It's totally. difficult when you're watching, uh, like a guy just younger than you and better looking than you blow the fuck up. I think that's when you, and, but I kind of was like, I want to make sure I can really enjoy people blowing up. Because yeah. that's because it's, it's that's the fun part of the business, and especially yeah. where you're at now is my favorite because you're inspired and you have movement behind you, and now you get to pick your path and do the things you want to do, and that's the funnest part. I remember being, I remember being there when I was finally selling tickets, selling some tickets, mm-hmm. and I started something's burning, and then that kind of took off, and I mean, I remember being there, and I remember loving that energy. I remember doing what you did it, I, and this the reason I thought of this, and I was trying to correlate was. I remember when I was doing something's burning and we gang shot like 10 of them in New York. Yeah. That energy of making your own thing and having your own thing and being very comfortable doing your own thing. Like when I watch you doing doing your fist of fury. Fist of I, fury, yeah. I, I I you are you're in your element and you're in your zone and there and the key to this business <laughs> is getting by the way do not take any advice I ever give. But having said that, <laughs> The key to this business is that energy you have on Fist of Fury to have yeah. that in every project you do. Yeah. And so if you can find, because that's the weird part is like, if you get it booked on a sitcom, make sure that what, w- how you feel when you're doing that is how you feel when you do that. And then if you yeah. can do that across all, then everything you do is fucking as good as that. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And that's how, yeah, that's how I feel right now. It's such a good feeling. So yeah, it's go watch uh, Rissa Fury on. YouTube. The new one should be out, I think, when this have Am I been out. saying Fists of Fury? Just the last couple you said fists of Fury, but it's it's... Fucking... <laughs> it's okay.
1: My brain's farting. Um and by the way, thank you for helping me buy shoes for Leanne and the girls when we were in
2: Oh my god, that, that was that... so fun. Leanne
1: still has those
2: shoes. I still have my stuff from the Adidas store. I still wear it all the fucking time. That was a blast. That was that a was great a fucking time.
1: great. Well, was, yeah. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. I've kept you here for like three hours now. Sorry. So we I should I you're like, What well, this is like Rogan, but without any of the interesting things or someone listening.
2: that's not true we hey we watched porn together that is i did not think that was gonna happen today. i'm
1: glad that we now i now have a <laughs> reference because when i was telling you that side story the secret mm-hmm. story that's what i thought it was and i was like yeah i'd be upset too now oh, that i know what it is i'm like uh it's a little different
2: that's a lot yeah yeah that's a lot that's a dick to the face that's a that lot. is a
1: that is a big dick too yeah those guys have very big dicks it's
2: bonkers and they're not even that hard when they're... It looks I like... I don't think
1: they can. I think they lose consciousness. I think that... <laughs> the blood that would flow if, somewhere else. Or yeah. they, they'd lose feelings in their legs <laughs> mm-hmm. or yep. something. I don't know. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go get Mexican food. Okay. This was a fucking blast. This
2: is amazing.
1: Find yeah. her on tour. Find Fists of Fury. Wrists of Fury! <laughs> Who did Fists of Fury? Is that a
2: movie I saw? Uh, yes. It's um.
1: Danny McBride? No, that's no. Balls
2: of Fury. Ball. Fist of Fury is a karate, no, martial arts old movie. Yeah. Um, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, yeah. I
1: watched it with Patrice. Okay. Um, But hey, congratulations on everything, and thank you for doing this.
0: Thanks for having me, Bert.